Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving out, people moving in, because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you so can't hide. And I bought out a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother, rap on. Well, the only person talking about love down brother is the preacher.
Discarded ID cards, passports, airplane tickets, and suspicious documents with UN logos. Groups and families illegally cross the river to the United States every few minutes. The water reaches their knees, and they immediately turn themselves over to the waiting hands of the National Guards and Border Patrol agents waiting on the other side. But why are they doing this? The American people are being told the border crisis is being addressed that additional backup is helping stem the tide, and that new efforts to build barriers are in the works. Here at the Rio Grande, we found that all of this is an illusion. What we found is a coordinated effort with cooperation of foreign governments, financing from the United States, and a pervasive program being run by various NGOs and the United Nations to facilitate human trafficking every step of the way all through Central America, up through Mexico, and into the American heartland. Our journey began in the east of Texas, at the mouth of the Rio Grande, where we met with war correspondent Michael Yon. He had spent months following the migrant caravans gathered in Panama, and we traveled with him on the investigation at the U.S.-Mexico border. So we're here in front of SpaceX right now, actually in Texas, about to head into the mouth of the Rio Grande. We're here with Michael Young, war photographer. And Michael, I'm curious, I mean, how's it been out here? What have you been seeing? Well, as you know, I've been all over the world this year, four continents, tracking migrants, including down the Darien Gap for several months, which is that area between uh, Colombia and Panama, very deadly jungle. Many of the people that go through the Darien Gap, most of them are Haitians or Cubans, but that would be more than 50% of the total. The rest of the total come from about 80 other countries like Congo, Nigeria, India, Pakistan, but about 80 other countries. They're all going to have to go through the cartels to get here. Cartels make a lot of money. This is the Gulf of Mexico. We're going towards the uh, mouth of the Rio Grande River, which is so right across this river is Mexico. Most of the people coming here are not running from a war. They're going through, in many cases, at least a dozen countries that are not at war. For instance, again, I wanted to show you this is the end of the road. Uh, not many people come here. This is, you know, literally where uh, Texas and Mexico and the Rio Grande all meet at the Gulf of Mexico. And so this has historically been a place where a lot of people cross. But what happens is many of the people that can't get visas to come, like, start off in Mexico, they start in South America. Like, Haitians and Cubans will often start in Suriname. Suriname is a, a very tiny country in the north part of South America and uh, they don't need visas. So they can go to Suriname, and then from there they go to Brazil often, and they'll go to Chile, and then up through Ecuador, and then Colombia. Look at all these border crossings. And then through Colombia, they go through the Darien Gap, roughly 10% die there. They make it through the Darien Gap. They get apprehended by the center front, which is the Border Patrol in Panama, and, uh, and then they're put on buses, and they're 
driven up to Costa Rica. Costa Rica takes them in something called controlled flow. It's an agreement between Costa Rica and Panama. The United States helped broker that uh, agreement long ago. They end up in Costa Rica. Costa Rica takes them to the border of Nicaragua, pushes them off into Nicaragua and says, have a nice day. So, wait, wait, so there, there's government forces in each country that help facilitate this trafficking. Absolutely. People from about 80 countries come up to two major places to cross into the Aryan Gap, and that's Nicocli and Turbo. They're backed up in Nicocli. I've been there uh, watching the crossing and that sort of thing. And then once they get into the jungle, now the, the next people they have to deal with are the Embara Indians. They ride horses. They go total Comanche on them. They kill a lot of the migrants. They get usually robbed multiple times. Uh, some of the women carry abortion pills, that sort of thing, because they know they plan to be they're going to be raped. If they survive the Darien Gap, they have to go over three mountains there. The third mountain is called uh, Montaña de la Muerta. It's the mountain of death. And on the, that third mountain, many of them fall off and die, right? Uh, then they come down. Now they get into a flooding problem. Many get washed away uh, in the flash floods in the Rio Turquesa. If the migrants survive, they come to a village called Bajo Chiquito. And you won't find Bajo Chiquito on, on Google Earth for some reason. Interestingly, though, when they come out of the jungle, they come to Bajo Chiquito, and then they can get uh, Western Union and uh, MoneyGram. They can get money there at 20% premium. They'll Western Union the money to somebody in Panama City who then sends a text out to the jungle. So once money has you know, been wired to Panama City, they will text down Cell Phone Hill. Uh, they've got money in the village. They'll give the migrants who survived the money that they've wired to themselves or their family has wired. Now they've got some money. Now they can buy things in Bajo Chiquito, the village, and they can pay to get on the dugout canoes to go about three hours downstream, finally be put on buses in the controlled flow program and be taken up to Costa Rica. That takes like six or eight hours. Then they drop them off. Costa Rican authorities take them. They in process them and then take them to the Nicaragua border. But there's no agreement with Nicaragua. So in Nicaragua, they just sneak through. Nicaraguans kind of, you know, let them come through, but, you know, rob them along the way. And, of course, they finally end up in Texas or Arizona or New Jersey. The human rights crisis at the border is real. But the question is, what's the cause? The narrative we've often been told in the United States is that the cartels are the ones facilitating the crisis. But this doesn't line up since it begins in the border regions of Colombia and Panama and even further south. Some countries have gangs working on this, and some don't. At the same time, we know that governments in each country are involved in helping push the migrants north. The question is, what's behind this involvement? Is this a coordinated effort? And if so, what's the motive? To try to answer some of these questions, we headed west along the border to Roma, Texas, on the lower end of the Rio Grande Valley an area which recently saw some larger migrant caravans and where gang violence often spills across the border with reported gunfire from Mexico into the United States on an almost nightly basis. There we met with Tim Lynch, a local resident and a retired Marine Corps officer. So tell me, what's it like being a local resident around here with the whole border crisis? Well, as a local resident, you don't really see any of the border crisis because law enforcement and political establishment are very good about rounding these people up, taking them to the various Catholic Relief Society points where they're given food, given money, given a bus ticket to get into the interior. So let me get this straight then. They give them food and they give them money and then they give them bus tickets or whatever to get they them out? absolutely do. Where does the money come from? 
you see, if you go to the website, they are there. They say work on donations, and no doubt they do take donations. But the the amount of traffic that they're processing out of here, that's got to be federal money. And the federals will pay are obviously paying a lot of money to make this problem go away. The migrants, the illegal aliens coming up, we're not talking Mexicans. Mexicans can come across here anytime they want to. They just can't go past the the interior barrier points. This is all Central Americans, Haitians, various other peoples, Chinese, and they want to be caught. If they go leak it off into the city here, because everybody knows what's going on, the, uh, the local cops, they don't tolerate that. They're all Hispanic. These are American Hispanics. They like their job. They like their wages. They like that they see their property tax go to good schools. They don't like free riders, and that's like any people's anywhere. There are plenty of illegals in the Rio Grande Valley, but normally it will be a father married to an American woman, American kids who were born here, and he'll never come up to the attention of the authorities unless he gets a DUI or auto accident, something like that, in which case it's, it's rather rough for the, for the dad. But those fathers, those people that are here like that, they're awaiting their green card and residency status. They're in line. And so the local people understand implicitly that people jump into the head of the line um, is is inherently unfair to their family members, in some cases their own father. Now, you mentioned a lot of people coming across, the first thing they do is they go turn themselves in. Right. Why do they go and turn themselves in? Because they'll get, uh, they'll get, they'll get a, issued a court date some, some three years in distance, uh, mm-hmm. be given water. they got medical issues. They'll get medically screened. They'll be given some food. Taken by bus to the McAllen bus station. They're dropped off there. They walk across the street to the Relief Societies. They'll feed them again, get them some tickets to someplace. Things that win a half million dollar uh, award because we're separated your family on top of it, it's an absurdity. What are some of the issues you have caused by the illegal immigration to this area? I understand that I've seen a lot of fences up. I've seen a lot of people with bars in their windows. Are there security issues? Particularly as you get further to the west of us, any area where the migrants are crossing is going to be strewn with trash uh, as as well as, you know, they go to the bathroom and stuff like that. They will trample down or take down all fences in their path. And fences... For some of these properties on the interior, they've got miles and miles of fences. That's expensive. They knock down fences. They startle livestock in the, in the isolated areas of the Big Bend country. They have approached uh, dwellings when nobody's home but the wife kind of a situation. Granted, these are armed women, but 5, 10, 15 migrant men, one-armed woman, not good. And it's forced a lot of people to move. So all you need to do, you can walk from that point to this, this little island without ever getting your waist wet. There's a channel that comes through there. They just run a rope across there for the non-swimmers and hold on to it, and they just uh, pull themselves back. I mean, that's only 20 feet. The border wall, it creates enough friction to keep them out of the places where people have have made their homes close to the river and force them into areas where where the Border Patrol can efficiently police them all up, which is what everybody wants. Nobody wants to try to – because they're not going to get through the city of McAllen. It's not a chance in hell. You know, once they leave the border area – that's fair game for the McAllen Police Department, who the mayor suddenly decided can take part in these matters now that the migrant camp was moved. When these migrant groups come across, they're typically in groups, you were saying. Is there like a, a person trafficking them, like a leader or like someone directing it? And who are these people? What the Border Patrol was seeing was families coming across claiming asylum because they had children, but there was the same children every week. So that's why they were separating. Yeah, they started testing DNA to make sure that the children were, in fact, children of the parents. 30% weren't. And that's, you know, we're talking children here. So now we must, we must have a moral obligation to welcome all these people here, and it's diluting the value of citizenship. It's a political thing. It's all po- how is it politics? It's all politics. 
We're going to let them in because Trump kept them out. We're going to give them money because Trump separated them. If every migrant coming across this border was guaranteed to vote Republican, this place would be shut down tighter than a drum. And I don't think that anybody that's my age, and I'm 63, who's been around as we've watched these parties evolve, I don't think anybody would argue that fact for one second. The expectation is these are going to be reliable Democrat voters, and I'm, I'm sure they are whenever they get a chance to vote. But this is not something that can continue. It's, uh, something's got to give. So the migrants are being assisted by charity groups. This doesn't seem too unusual, given that charities would be expected to help people in need of food or clothing. But these seem different. In a small town like this, who could cover costs like that? And even more so. If law enforcement is passing migrants over to these charities to be shipped throughout the United States, is this a legal agreement they have? Who pays for it? And is this a local issue or is it something bigger? To find out, we decided to ask a sheriff. Sheriff Brad Coe of Kinney County. He made headlines nationally for having to deputize additional officers to help deal with the waves of migrants and illegal aliens passing through. What kind of stuff do you encounter around here typically? Like, what's the average day like for your officers here? In Kenny County, you don't know. It, it's minute by minute. I mean, it, it might be husband and wife arguing over who, who didn't let the dog in or who didn't let the dog out or a high-speed pursuit that eats up all my manpower for the next four or five hours. Let me show you this video. Of course, this one's right here in town. So this, this was a high-speed pursuit in the town? In, in town. How fast was the, car, was the car going? At one point, we were hitting speeds of 100. And the, right. these are all the guys jumping out of it? Right, Jump, running right through the bank. Who, who are these guys right here? Who, They're all running? illegal aliens. And in this particular group, there was a total of 13 illegals. We caught 12 of them. It's right here. And this one was off-duty. You said you have six deputies? Uh, six full-time deputies. Six deputies, and every one of them was busy on this high-speed chase. Yeah. How, how often does an incident like this take place? Uh, during When this one happened, we were seeing two two, three a day, sometimes you know, six, seven a week. This is eating up pretty much your whole police force, your whole, whole force every time. Every day. This is what I deal with day in and day out. All these here, these are all human smuggling cases. This, past, this entire stack is human trafficking. From the past couple of weeks. Just, yeah. this, this is two weeks of human trafficking. It's probably less than two weeks because this is one that we had the day before yesterday and just on and on and on. They're still, we're still downloading video. So what, what are we watching? This here? is going to be a video of one of my female deputies. General stop late at night uh, for tail light out or speeding or something. She walks up to the truck, doing everything right, looks in the bed of the truck. Holy cow, time to step back. She can't get out on her handheld because she's just in a dead spot, so she has to go back to her vehicle and call for backup. Oh, jeez. But that's what we're seeing. Whenever we were kids growing up, and several instances, uh, too many to remember, but uh, they would come up to the house and uh, the illegals, and they would come up and have a bottle of water on them, maybe a couple of pieces of bread, and that's all they had. Um, they would walk up and they would ask for food and water, and they were very humble. Uh, they were in need, and we wanted to help them. Uh, they were looking for work. Their first question was, do you have any work we can do? 
uh, fixing fences, uh, digging post holes. They were ready to do anything. Um, the way that it has changed now is whenever we get approached by them, which is a couple times a week, uh, they're very demanding. We need to be fed. We need to charge our phones. You're talking about the ones from back in the day. They had holes in their shoes. Their pants were worn out. They had made a long trek, and they were in need. Uh, nowadays, uh, they're dressed in very, I mean, they're dressed nicer than I am. And uh, they've got on uh, brand new shoes, brand new jackets, brand new pants. They're being supplied over here by an organization <laughs> that, that is moving them. It is, this is the biggest money-making deal for them right now. Uh, everybody I talk to, DPS troopers, they all say the same thing, that the cartel is profiting off of human trafficking. What's the situation with this? Are, are people really being sent into the heartland? or are you, Is this kind of like you're just catch and release back into the heartland of America? Are they, are they transporting them further in? What's They're transporting them further in. I mean, we've got buses running through here two, three times a day. They're all brand new buses, charter buses, with those that they're releasing on their own recognizance into Dallas, Fort Worth, New York. Who's paying for this? Where's the money coming from? Well, it's coming from a non-government organization, which which ones I don't know. And I've got my suspicions where the money is coming from. Are they doing anything illegal? Don't know. An NGO is paying for these buses two mm -hmm. or three a day to transport the illegal aliens you're catching and sending them further into the United States? Pretty much. And, and they're not telling you who these NGOs are? No. What are, the, what are they telling you about them? Well, they're just saying they're a non-government organization, and that's about it. So the Border Patrol, the National Guard, and even local law enforcement, who we've been told are trying to stop the border crisis, have actually been working under policies to transfer the migrants to non-government organizations or NGOs, which are then shipping the migrants into the American heartland. And even the local sheriff is being kept in the dark about the details on the organizations they have to pass the migrants to, including what these organizations are and even what's behind them. If this is a broader policy, then what's the government's role in this? To find out, we reached out to a congressman who's been investigating the issue. On January 20th, the Biden administration unleashed a humanitarian and national security debacle like we haven't seen in a long, long time. And it all traces back to January 20th. Representative Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin has been personally investigating the border crisis, including with trips to the Darien Gap. He previously accused the federal government of running a human trafficking operation with the migrants. We met with him at a small airport in Del Rio, Texas. President Biden, one of the first things he did, got rid of Remain in Mexico, started catch and release, and stopped border construction. What's happened? We're going to have over 2 million people that come into our country illegally this year. It's very clear that the United States government, at the behest of the Biden administration, is facilitating, as a result of that signal they sent to the rest of the world, illegal immigration is on steroids. So they knew what Joe Biden had said on the campaign trail, and they expected that he was going to follow through on it. And man, has he followed through on it.
On the banks of the Rio Grande, the mud has been working under policies to transfer the migrants to non-government organizations, or NGOs, which are then shipping the migrants into the American heartland. And even the local sheriff is being kept in the dark about the details on the organizations they have to pass the migrants to, including what these organizations are and even what's behind them. If this is a broader policy, then what's the government's role in this? To find out, we reached out to a congressman who's been investigating the issue. On January 20th, the Biden administration unleashed a humanitarian and national security debacle like we haven't seen in a long, long time. And it all traces back to January 20th. Representative Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin has been personally investigating the border crisis, including with trips to the Darien Gap. He previously accused the federal government of running a human trafficking operation with the migrants. We met with him at a small airport in Del Rio, Texas. President Biden, one of the first things he did, got rid of Remain in Mexico, started catch and release, and stopped border construction. What's happened? We're going to have over 2 million people that come into our country illegally this year. It's very clear that the United States government, at the behest of the Biden administration, is facilitating, as a result of that signal they sent to the rest of the world, illegal immigration is on steroids. So they knew what Joe Biden had said on the campaign trail, and they expected that he was going to follow through on it. And man, has he followed through on it. issue of people being transported from the border to different parts of the United States. We, we of course, know the Biden administration statement that they are flying people. The other thing we've heard talking, for example, to Sheriff Cole is that the sheriff himself is having to transport these people to these buses run by some NGO. The sheriff himself doesn't even know which organization is running those buses. He's not being told, even though he's trying to figure it out. So who, who is running these buses and where are they bringing these people? I would speculate it's primarily the NGOs that are doing at, at this point. The open borders groups are in charge of the State Department and generally the Department of Homeland Security uh, with the roles that they play, whether it's legal or illegal. Is this kind of the main facilitator you're seeing or are there others involved as well that are working as the main facilitators? It's a good question. How many are out there facilitating it? Obviously, the cartels with them running drugs, and oftentimes the human element, the human trafficking, serves as. On the banks of the Rio to move them along, but if they can make some money along the way, you know, that helps them. I mean, I was anticipating finding the cartels being the main human trafficking organizations, and now I find out there's all these NGOs. What do you know about these NGOs? It's, it's really interesting to see. So uh, first trip here in April, um, down in the McAllen area, Border Patrol said, if you watch um, like down in uh, Mexico and Central America, you'll see an organization called IOM, sometimes OIM, the two, term, two letters are turned around, um, Organization for uh, Immigration, uh, International Migration. And um, uh, they said, watch for them because you may see them. 
And sure enough, heard about them in McAllen, found them down in Panama. They were the chief facilitator of moving people up that first step of the pipeline to Panama. And then at the end of August, when the Afghan evacuees came to a variety of uh, bases, army bases around the country, including Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, guess what I heard from the commanding officer? Yes, uh, OIM will be here to facilitate resettling these people. So they're everywhere. And you have the NGOs that are out there. It is something that we need to take a much deeper look. And I know my office is beginning the process of looking at how IOM is getting their funding, where it's coming from, what's their relationship. They're a United Nations outfit. But what's their relationship with the United States government? Because I've been told that they're contracted by the State Department to do their work. There's a lot of questions that revolve around that. And we need to know what they are doing because it should not be an international organization that is doing resettlement in America. It should be our government, and our government is not doing that at this point. Now, you know, also with this organization of international migration, you were saying also that they were involved in the resettlement of the Afghani refugees. I mean, and this is shocking, too, that they're involved in multiple issues like this. Uh, what about as well what was happening in Europe with the migration crisis there? Were they involved as well? Yeah, um, they were involved in Europe. And this is one of the things that it was one of the real outgrowth of um, the trip from Panama that was so educational. Um, Michael Jan really emphasized and he said, you need to look at this in a much, you need to look at this in a global sense. And migration is at times being weaponized. That is what is happening here. And that's what we saw with Afghanistan is where the State Department said, get them on the plane and get them out. Don't worry about their legal status in the United States. State Department officials said that. And that was corroborated on a recent trip that a couple of my colleagues who serve on the Judiciary Committee went over to Qatar and the commanding officer said, yeah, they were just telling us, get them to America. Don't worry about the papers or whatever. And so we ended up um, being one of the bases where uh, thousands of people are still residing at this point from Afghanistan. Very few of them have a special immigrant visa, which is what the Biden administration told us back in August. People will have to go through this thorough vetting process, including most of them the SIV process. Hardly any of them went through SIV, which is oftentimes a one to two year process to really make sure that people are legitimate. And especially Afghanistan, hotbed of terrorism in the world, Al-Qaeda, organizations, ISIS, organizations like that and we're not thoroughly vetting people, that is a huge concern. And so what did I hear from the commanding officer in Fort McCoy? He says, IOM is one of the groups. And I'm like, is this the International Organization of Migration? Sure enough, it is. They are working right there in Fort McCoy, Wisconsin, to facilitate this process. Heard it in Panama the end of May. Heard it once again in Wisconsin with the Afghan situation. Um, at the end of August, and IOM was there every step of the way. A local pilot agreed to take us on a flyover of the U.S.-Mexico border. From there, we could see the porous border and the unfinished wall. Yet what use is a wall if the migrant crisis is being facilitated by the United Nations working with NGOs and with even Border Patrol and law enforcement funneling migrants into the system? IOM 
International Organization for Migration. It's known as OIM in Latin America, and it's part of the United Nations. The question of where the money is coming from is answered on the IOM website. The most commonly named donor is the United States government, and it lists several sub-branches of the U.S. Agency for International Development and the U.S. State Department. The U.N. organization appears to work directly with the State Department. It says that its refugee resettlement program, which runs on donations from the State Department's Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration, provides extensive support to the U.S. government in carrying out its U.S. refugee admissions program. Among its listed services are medical, training, processing of cases, and transportation. It says the IOM branch in New York works as a liaison between the IOM and the U.S. State Department. And its website also solves some of the mystery where the migrants are getting their money. Under the Refugee Travel Loans tab of its website, it states, All refugees arriving in the United States are offered interest-free travel loans by IOM. And it says IOM arranges for refugee travel using funds furnished by the Department of State. It notes that refugees need to repay these debts within 46 months after arriving in the United States. And it passes this responsibility to NGOs, including the Church World Service, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, the International Rescue Committee, and others. American tax... Oh, 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 we are in the building tonight. I had to pause it for y'all on that one right here. It's high damn politics tonight. You're listening to a documentary right now about the what's happening at the border. It's it's going down, y'all. It's, it's, it's going down out here. And we're going to talk about it tonight. Do you understand me when I tell you it's going down? That full shit is in motion in America and around the world. The devil is busy at work. Okay, they got a plan. There's a window of great acceleration. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we're going to talk about how all these things are interconnected. Nothing is ever separate. It's all one layer on top of another layer. It's going down out here. It's going down out here in these NGOs. And start looking at all these uh, series of things, um, like Jeff Bezos just announcing that he's giving away his entire, his entire fortune. You understand me? We already read the list of all these multi-billionaires from all over the world who have all dedicated themselves to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, where they, um, where they volunteer or they give away their fortunes. To this organization, well, all that you know what it is. We all know everything is a Ponzi scheme or, uh, <clears throat> you know, a cloak and bagger situation. They give all the wealth to the foundation that just has all these other spinoffs. So my brother G. F. This is G. Shit. He loved the NGOs, the five hundred one C threes and fours, and it <laughs> but it's real. And that's all they do is spin it off, and they all become a part of these not um these um these non-governmental organizations that actually are put together to carry out these plans, y'all, uh, the, these plans to reconstruct the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, um, it's a motherfucker to really see it, see it unfolding. 
You know what I'm saying? Of course, when your eyes is wide open, or all of them, your first eye, your physical eyes, everything, and it's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> They're doing it, baby. They're doing it. But we're going to talk about how immigration is, is one element of it and what um, what element that the mass migration or immigration, the mass, um, the mass invasion, dare I say, what it what it means and how it ties into what just happened in the midterms about what's been happening truly since 1992, uh, but in the last 12 years, it's been, um, gas has been put to the, what they say, you put the pedal to the metal on these things. It's really been happening since, like I said, since about 92. They they really accelerated, and they've been able to accelerate it through, through, te- through the technologies, through the mastering of these NGOs and these organizations and how they funnel money. Uh, it's, it's become more sophisticated so these things can move faster. Operations can move faster. It's all about efficiency. How efficiently can they pull a thing off? This is all business execution, man, and this is how you reshape how you build the new world order, how you want the new world order to function, how do you move it from this that that's the shit to marvel at and in the kind of an evil type of way. The 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 maneuvering is just like mm. it's like mm. shit's genius. But <laughs> we gonna get back to this we gonna get back to this um it's called the uh, border deception. Uh made by Epic Times. But um, let's get back to it before we really get this show on and popping tonight for some hot damn politics. Right here on WGAG Radio, we in the building. The International Rescue Committee and others. American taxpayers are financing the mass migration into the United States, including for operation costs and for direct payments to the migrants. The money is going through various NGOs, which are involved in resettling refugees. And the United Nations, meanwhile, is facilitating the migration into the U.S. under the guidance of the State Department. But are all of these asylum cases legitimate? And if our own immigration and asylum courts can't keep track of migrants once they enter the United States, how can the United Nations ensure that the migrants pay back their loans to the State Department? To get a better picture of the situation, we decided to head into Mexico and see for ourselves. We met with Aden Cabello, a videographer and correspondent for Real America's Voice on the U.S. side of the border. So I've been documenting this for about a year and a half. Um, and then here about two months ago when we had the, the Haitian migrants, um, I was able to document. Um, as I was going back from Del Rio to Acuna, I noticed a large crowd going back um, on the Weir Dam at the bridge. There's a large crowd going back to Acuna. That caught my attention. I was like, where are they going back? So I, as soon as I crossed, I went and got my drone, and um, I went to the area. When I got there, there was hundreds of them on the Mexican side. And um, I flew the drone and to follow them, see where they were going. And that's when I get to the international bridge underneath, and I see about 1,000 of them. You, you stumbled across that then pretty much. Pretty much I stumbled across it, yes, that's correct. So I immediately went home, edited a quick video, uploaded it on social media, and that pretty much went 
viral and notified a lot of media and press. And that week, that's when they descended here to Del Rio. And at the same time, that's when more Haitian migrants started arriving. We're at about 1,000 a day, then it went up to 2,000 a day. And that's how we ended up with the 15,000 that were underneath the bridge. And we had, I documented uh, the buses that were arriving. There's uh, over 100 buses that, that arrived um, that week to Acuna. I also documented those buses um, as they were arriving. Um, so those busloads bringing other Haitians so, from So someone's from bringing them in through buses? Yes, at the time, yeah, from uh, Chiapas. That's where they're at, Tapachula, Chiapas, down here to Acuna. Do we know who's running the buses? I try to um, look into it, but the drivers, um, they wouldn't tell, give any information. Um, really? I, I did come across um, one, and he seemed kind of frightened. So more than likely, they were being threatened to drive the Haitians and threatened maybe by cartel members or somebody higher up that threatened them, you know, take this, drive this bus down to Acuna uh, because they, they were fearful. They didn't want to talk to press. So, so tell me about the situation in Mexico right now with these migrants. I mean, I understand there's two different types of migrants coming across right now, right? Yes. So we have the asylum seekers, those that do qualify for, for asylum, and then those that don't qualify. And the ones that do qualify for asylum are mainly the Haitians, Cubans, Venezuelans. And those, they'll cross early in the morning, um, and they turn themselves in right to Border Patrol. They're not trying to avoid being arrested. They want to get arrested so they can get processed. What are these documents you have? So, so these are documents. This is a Cuban nationality, Cuba. Mm-hmm. And this guy didn't bother, didn't bother to... Oh, this is his guy. His this whole is whole, whole, his whole folder. Yeah. He didn't even bother to... Most of them, they'll, they'll shred them, throw them away. This guy didn't bother doing... None of that. So these are all the documents. And this is one of the main documents that they seek. And this is from the um, Mexican immigration. That way they're able to travel freely through Mexico and not get deported. Well, why, why is it significant that they're able to travel freely in Mexico and they've been there long enough? Why is that significant with this? Because uh, Mexican immigration could arrest them and deport them to their country of origin or where they're coming from, where they used to live. This is from a few days ago. Uh, this is a whole family from um, Cuba. So we have the father, mother, and child. And they're originally from Cuba, Cuba, but the child was born in Costa Rica. So and they were, this is a family this in, is a, in Costa Rica, so they probably left from Costa Rica. Cuba from Cuba then. to Costa Rica. They were living in Costa Rica. And they, they had been in Mexico so long that they got their permanent residence in Mexico. Hmm. And what I've, what I've gathered is that they get these so they can travel Mexico freely I see. until they get to the border. Once they get to the border, these are useless. So they just dump them there and, oh, so, and so cross. They, they throw them out. Then. They throw them out. Well, why, why would they want to throw them out and not keep them while they cross? So this is one of the main reasons, because this is telling you they were living in Costa Rica. I but see. when they cross, they tell Border Patrol, I'm Cuban. I'm, I'm seeking asylum. I'm coming from Cuba. I'm, I'm so, being persecuted so, so over they, there. they need to throw these out so they can lie to Border Patrol then. Exactly. I don't have it with me, but there are documents where there's, um, there's a whole brochure. It's like a playbook teaching them from start to finish how to get through Mexico, all these points that you're mentioning, um, stopping points, uh, bus stations, that there's going to be a, an NGO representative there to make sure they, they arrive at the right bus station and that, that they get on the right bus to the next um, stopping point. So, so, so they're being guided throughout the whole route. So it's NGOs 
running the buses, telling them where to go, giving them brochures, teaching them how to do it. Do you know what these NGOs are? Some of these are, are Catholic charities. They're tied to the Catholic Church. Um, the funding is coming from um, United Nations. Um, United Nations is feeding this. Yes. I would say most of the money is coming from uh, United Nations, um, NGOs, uh, Catholic Church, Catholic Charities. Um, that, those, that's the main financial structure. When they get here to the border, uh, they made, there's several crossing points. In Del Rio here, uh, it was the, the Weir Dam, you know, which was just upriver of the port of entry that the Haitians were using. But there's another part that's uh, maybe about a mile upriver, which uh, I was just there today as several groups of people made their way across. And it's a part of the river where they just wade over. But, so they get turned over, and DPS is the one that's receiving them. It's not Border Patrol, and the reason I say that is because Border Patrol is too busy processing in the office. They're, they're processing. They have very few agents that can actually go out and patrol, you know, in, in their assigned areas. So, like, for instance, at this place, it's called Borderlands, Bordelon, and, and it's, it's a crossing point. DPS receives them. Then they wait and turn them over to Border Patrol, all as the National Guard stands by and watches the National Guard is not repelling. They're not intervening. They just stand by and watch. So then, of course, Border Patrol goes, processes them. In the past, what we would do is turn them over to ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, for bed space, ERO, uh, Enforcement Removal Operations, and parts of the offices. But they're full. They're not, they're not prosecuting. Under Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, ICE is not enforcing. They're not deporting. Uh, they're not housing them. And so that's when, like right Behind this store here, about half a mile, maybe three-quarters of a mile, is the Valverde Border Humanitarian Coalition. It's a non-governmental organization, NGO, that was stood up back under the Soros caravans under Trump. And they were stood up at that point, and now they're uh, – and there were busload after busload after busload of charter buses, what I call the casino charter luxury liners, that were driving up, and the Haitians were just getting bussed out. So that's, that's a, what I call a mom-and-pop NGO here. And, for, and there they would receive them. Uh, they, get, they bathe. They get food. And uh, they get uh, either bus tickets or airline tickets. Uh, if, they, if they wanted to take a Greyhound, they'd get taken over the Greyhound station. If they were going to get, uh, you know, wanted to get a, a, a plane out of San Antonio or Houston, a charter bus would come and pick them up. And that was all uh, coordinated by the Valverde Border Humanitarian Coalition. Uh, that, that's one aspect of it. The mom and pops uh, down in uh, Eagle Pass, this Mission Border Hope, and then uh, Catholic Charities is very active in the Rio Grande Valley. Catholic Charities is in El Paso. There's also Annunciation House in El Paso. We drove to one of the locations known to be a hot spot for legal crossings into the United States. As we went closer to the river, we started finding identifying documents covering the ground, including discarded ID cards, driver's licenses, passports, and others. What really stood out, though, were folders that could be found scattered amid the documents. So these are the files that they're provided. This is the UN logo. It's the UN Agency for Refugees in Spanish. And so the United Nations gives them these, pam- these pamphlets, right? Correct. United Nations and... Um, Mexican government as well. As we continued our search, we encountered a group of people as they prepared to illegally cross the border. They appeared nervous and refused to speak with us. 
We watched, however, as one of the men threw a handful of documents into a bush, which we retrieved and examined. Uh, they flew in from Cancun to Monterrey. We followed them down to the river and watched as they crossed and turned themselves over to the National Guard troops on the American side of the border. From the Mexican side, we can see military vehicles, we can see Humvees, we can see Texas National Guard. Uh, there's containers. There's a lot of um, law enforcement presence, but at the same time, that's not stopping or deterring illegal immigrants from crossing. They're still crossing. They'll come over from the Mexican side. They, they make their way diagonally this way. They land right over there where the cane is, where the fence is. And while they're there, they change their clothing. And they just leave the clothing just laying there on the ground. They change it to dry clothes, which they usually have in a plastic bag. And then they walk out, and DPS here is waiting for them. It's not an apprehension. It's not an arrest. But they just hold them until Border Patrol comes and takes them off their hands. There's buses ready to get onto Laughlin Air Force Base. And when you see those big white buses on the side of the highway, it's usually two or three, you know that, a, that they're gonna take him on uh, on the base and a 737 is gonna land at some point, they're gonna load up and then they're gonna fly out. So what's really happening at the US-Mexico border? Definitely not what most of us have been told. There are various gangs profiting from the mass migration along the way. But the cartels that we've been told are the main players seem to play only a minor role in the overall picture. In Del Rio, for example, they have little presence. The border wall is incomplete, and it's also been made irrelevant by government policy. What good is a wall when people cross in mass numbers, then turn themselves in and apply for asylum to get transported into the American heartland? Border Patrol and law enforcement have become the funnels for the NGOs running this operation. And even more so, the people crossing are getting paid money to do this. And that money is coming out of the pockets of American taxpayers. Many of the migrants, as we saw, intentionally hide their country of origin and discard their identities to defraud the amnesty system. Our investigation uncovered that the border crisis in reality is a United Nations operation being financed by the U.S. government with the goal of moving and resettling migrants throughout the United States. And the open policy, along with the financial incentives, it is drawing people in by the hundreds of thousands. All right, y'all, that was the border deception. We're about to get ready to get into this show tonight. Um, yeah, I we got a lot to talk about, y'all. We got a lot to build on tonight, all right? <laughs> we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot. What up, Ms. Hunter? Ms. Hunter doing that thing. So let's go ahead and get these intros in, and, and, and let's get this thing underway. Let's get the show underway. Um I'm, like, fired up about tonight. Like, I'm really fired up about tonight's show. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a good time. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to make it a good time tonight. All right? So let's get this show started. WGHU Radio presents Hot Damn Politics.
O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwafu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracting the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destructed five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti.
Please welcome the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. The brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust.
take a deep breath. Say Kaloom. Start all things and actions with Kaloom. Because I'm telling you, we're going to be doing some thinking tonight. No, we're going to be thinking about thoughts. We're going we to thoughts. We thoughts and things. Right? <laughs> I'm... I'm Man, I'm like really excited about tonight's show. I don't know why. I, I just really don't, but I'm really fucking excited about tonight's show to to bring it to you tonight. Um, so with that being said, that's something I gotta gotta slow my heart rate down just a little bit, right? With that being said, welcome to Hot Damn Politics. It's Nefertiti in the building. And we about to get it in tonight. I'm glad to see everybody in attendance, everybody that's here right now, and everybody that will be coming in and through this thing. It's good to see y'all. It's good to see everybody on the call line. The call lines are coming in. Everybody that's over there, you know, the fam that's still over there in the after party. But most importantly right now, everybody that is in the mansion is happening over there on Discord. I'm going to say, what's going on? I just seen the type right there. It's the Arishkagal 2020. What's happening with your Arishkagal is in the building. You ready You ready to You ready to get it in, Arish? Are you ready to talk about these things? Are you ready to build on what we're seeing out here, Arishkagal? Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's just really talk about it, what they're doing out here, what these folks got going on right here, what these wheels and motions is looking like out here, and it's like, oof, we got, we got to talk about it tonight. I see Miss Hudson is in the building right now. What's happening with you, Miss Hudson? Miss Hudson is is the meme queen in the in the uh, in the mansion. The best memes right at the moment is like a solid production in the chat. I just wanted to tell you that, Miss Hudson, that you be on point with that shit. That's like premier production by you. Let's give you a hand clap for that. Keeps me keeps me up too. Like cause I look over there and I be laughing and shit so you keep me real lighthearted with that. Um so I appreciate that there. Miss Boss Lady, Boss Lady Young, Black and Ambitious is over there in the mansion. It's happening. Pan the man, aka Brian is in the building over there in the mansion. Newbie Rahwi Nine is over there in the mansion. What's going on with you, newbie? Doc Mechanic, what's going on, She Doc? She Doc is in the building over there, in, in the Discord mansion. And of course, the one and only Don Nicoleon, Miss WGAG herself, is over there in the mansion. What's going on with you, Don? Good evening. Let's talk about it. Like I said, I'm excited. The name of the show, and so it begins. It ain't, it ain't never stop, but so it begins. It ain't never stop. It ain't never stop, right? It's just, it's in motion. It's moving. What's happening, man? My man over there, um, Intervisions 41. What's going on with you? Good to see you in the building tonight. Hope the family is doing well. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Raymond Ricks is over there in the after party. You check out his podcast over there on Spotify. The um, it's the ambitious, the inner visions of a political. Oh, I just messed it up. Uh, the polit. Put it in the chat room right there, Mr. Uh, Raymond Ricks. I'm not gonna start on. I'm not gonna get on the um, 
midterm results just yet. I'm going to hold off on the midterm effects and what they did, the operation of folks just pulled off, what it all means, how is it all intertwined with every all these other uh, worldly events that we're witnessing um, right now. But I want to talk about that border, though, that border and, and the situation that's happening down there on um, the border throughout Texas, throughout Arizona, um, through parts of California, uh, which are all border states and in relation to uh, Mexico and all of South America. But you, you got to think back. You got to think back to when we started to see mass, massive lines of migration, chain migration, okay? In the 80s, so I'm thinking back in my lifetime, of the times I can remember in this country when it was just massive waves of migration coming into America. My first recollection is um, the 80s during the Reagan administration. What was that, 1983, 1982, 81, when uh, you had a whole bunch of Cubans coming in. Um, You had a lot of South American country uh, folks coming in, and uh, Reagan gave them all amnesty, just straight up. You get here. You get that asylum as soon as you hit, as soon as you touch the surface, the soil. If you can get here, you win. Well, we're seeing, um, we started seeing waves and droves of folks coming up during the Clinton administration, 1992, 93, 94. Um, that's where you still saw that mass wave of migration coming from um, Nicaragua, right? Um, Panama, Ecuador, El Salvador, same countries really involved in this in some um, other countries. But let's talk about the groups that are coming in right now and what it all means, too, and how many have been coming unchecked or just really fishing system since 2000, probably after the Bush administration. Right at the tail end of the Bush administration in what, 2006, 2006, right? And into the Obama administration. Um, but this this new wave is interesting because they're coming. They're for one, they're coming from countries right now who are all been systematically taken over. We've always known America and other countries from around the world, other powerhouses have all dibbled and dabbled in these, um, you know, these South American countries and um, African countries, dipping, you know, controlling parts of their government, if not just outright putting in puppet regimes and so on and so forth. We know this is what happens. This is how you conquer. This is this is the art of war, you know, um, not a, a you know overt war. But the, you know the other subversive type of wars. So, um, what we're looking at today and why they're coming up here and what's happening in those countries, Haiti right now is a prime example. Well, everybody's looking at that Ukraine situation. The real war right now is happening in Haiti. Haiti is in that country like now is like almost in full bore chaos. Like America has troops on the ground in Haiti, like literally walking the streets, tank, like tanks in, in, you know what I'm saying, like tank, tankers and shit, Humvees, 
is actually rolling through Haiti right now, and nobody's talking about it. That's a massive wave of people that are coming out from Haiti because it's, it's going down. So they just allowing people to flow right on through, um, uh, right up and through uh, Haiti, and coming to America and letting them go. But but what's going on in the South American countries too at the same time? There's a realignment and a reconstruction from an economic perspective going on in South America. Look at outside of when um, your boy from Venezuela suddenly died, Hugo Chavez suddenly died, and Maduro came into power, and how fast that country fell and how inflation totally took over and destroyed their entire economy and what they're doing now to replace it. They all now have their digital currency coming in to these South American countries. Let's look, y'all. I'm going to just, just type this in. Let's go South American countries using uh, what crypto currency as their their main thing, right? Let's go. This is about the adaptation, the adoption of full board digital um commerce down in South America. Let's look at the countries. If we can if I can pull them up. We know one of them, this is one of them, right? Um Ecuador. El Salvador, excuse me. El Salvador we know is one of but it's it's many I'm trying to get the list. Countries. I want the list. I should have had that up, right? So here we go. These are all the um, countries in South America who are now pretty much doing away with the fiat dollar. Venezuela, Argentina, Colombia, Brazil's on its way. I guess El Salvador has already done it. Um, who else is doing it? Point being, right? Um, can you? Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll get the link in there. I'll send you the link. Here, let me give you other link to this too, where everybody can have this. One second. All right. But nonetheless, they've already switched over. So why am I talking about this? Remember mm, about a year and a half ago when we really started building on this, was talking about how they wanted you, how they wanted to institute a social credit system and the switching over from a fiat dollar to this digital coin, right? So I told you that they the Fed had already had already been sizing up a digital coin. Remember, I gave y'all the executive order that was signed by Biden last year about discovery of implementation of a federal digital coin. It was supposed to go into effect full-blown to start these programs on December the 16th of this year. Well, lo and behold, right after these Midterm pop off, right? Wait, 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 wait. 
that I'll go back to it in a minute. The next, as of yesterday, here we go. Let me give you this. As of yesterday, U.S. banks launched a digital dollar blockchain pilot. Now, this cryptocurrency was created by those who are under already understood the need for um, a decentralized um, currency because they already knew what was coming. Those groups of people who used the technology and created this this um, this crypto stuff already knew what was coming down the pipeline. So they tried to create an alternative lane for the you know the you know the dissolving of the fiat dollar. And it was like, we're going to be able to do this through blockchain, this decentralized thing, and we can, you know, have privacy in our transactions and not have the centralized bank running everything and watching every single transaction that goes on in our lives, right? Well, America has already has launched it. The pilot started yesterday, all right? So a group of banking institutions, here we go. Here's the banks, a group of banking institutions, HBSC, MasterCard, right, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, Chase, have all announced as of Tuesday the launch of a proof-of-concept digital money platform called Regulated Liability Network, RLN. Members of the U.S. banking and payment community involved in this proof of concept are pleased to be working alongside the New York Innovation Center, NYIC, that is part of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. All right? So according to this group, platform will use distributed ledger technology, better known as blockchain, to create opportunities to improve financial settlement. It would also draw participation from other central and commercial banks and regulated non-banks. Y'all ready for these banks? We are, I gave you some of the big ones already, right? The next one is uh, BNY Mellon. Now, B, the, the funny thing about BNY Mellon, that's, a, that's like a, a bank that solely does um, private equity. I mean, yeah, not, yeah, private equity or commercial Commercial lending, excuse me, just high levels of commercial lending, BNY Mellon. So it's interesting that they are taking part of it. They're taking place in this is for those big transactions, those 20, 30, 40, 50, 150, $150 million deals, right? And how they're going to, so that's why they're a part of it. You got City, Citibank, PNC Bank, SWIFT, TD Banks. Truitts, and U.S. Bank. So those are the other banks that are involved in it. It says the potential and central digital currencies, or CBDCs. I've been talking about this for two years. Yeah, ledger like a, you know, a digital wallet, newbie. Take a digital wallet. All right. People thought it was BS, bullshit, conspiracy, whatever the fact, and here it is. Live and direct, they getting ready to launch. And you don't you don't launch a pilot, all right, until it's time to it's real go time. All right. 
says uh, the potential of central bank digital currencies or CBDCs has long held an interest of banking officials. The BD, CBDC are digital versions fiat currency and or similar to stable coins pegged to a one-to-one ratio for every dollar there's a coin, right? That's the one-to-one ratio. The group says that RN, RLN will run for 12 weeks, right? So that's four months, right? For, you know, for three months, no, four months, right? And only operate My thing went out. Hold on one second. People always debated, who's the greatest player of all time? Dumb question. It should be, who's the greatest team of all time? WGAG Radio. Sorry, Showtime. WGAG Radio. Back to back. WGAG Radio. First three P. WGAG Radio. Even with the flu. WGAG Radio. No push off. WGAG Radio. And my favorite. Radio. Tough to beat that. What? You think there's someone else? Okay, I think you guys can hear me on the call line, but I don't think you can hear me in the mansion. Can you hear me in the mansion? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, it's just that my... Um, you know, you know how it goes out sometimes, Don, and now you uh, – and it's like stuck. It's like frozen. It, it hung up, but it's still on on the thing, and it, it messed up my whole sound. But, okay. All right. All right. Cool. So I don't know when it's going to drop. Mute. Oh, all right. Okay. In here? Okay. How about now? Can y'all still hear me? Yes? All right. What's up, Young Ty? Young Ty is in the building. Ms. Hudson put a one. Um, um, uh, all right. That's for the people. Got it. Hold on. All right. In the after party, um, let me get back in there so I can stream in there. Give me one second, folks. Sorry for the delay. You there on the call line. I think we're good. Uh I think it's messed up in there too. Don, if you could, can you um post the link? Can you post the link to Discord in in the after party? I think Mr. Lowry trying to get over into the um, mansion. I dropped it. It's dropped. Thank y'all for being patient on the call line. Getting things situated over here real quick. Okay. Thank you. All right. Cool beans. All right. So they got this. They got the digital um, dollar in full swing. They they didn't waste no time. They waited 
seven days, less than seven days after midterms to drop this, to drop that they're, they're putting the digital coin in motion. You, you see what I'm saying? You, you see what I'm saying, Ms. Hudson? They didn't waste no time. Like I said, a lot of people didn't pay attention to that executive bill, 14, I believe it was Executive Order 1490. I know I presented it on the show, but when it came to, um, you know, mass media, whatever the case, nobody talked about that, uh, that executive order, that executive order. Listen, that wasn't no show topics. All right, it says, so the group says that the RLN will run for 12 weeks and only operate in U.S. dollars. Participants will issue simulated Will be uh, will issue simulated digital tokens representing customer deposits and settle through simulated central bank reserves on a shared blockchain. The group says the project will include a regulatory framework aligned with existing regulations like Know Your Customer or KYC and anti-money laundering requirements. They will also test the feasibility of extending the platform to support other digital assets like stable coins. Following the project's conclusion, the group says it will publicize it will publicize the pilot program's results. So you know we're not going to get the truth, right? <laughs> Adding that participants are not required to participate in future initiatives. The project will be conducted in a test environment and only use simulated data, the group uh, notes. It is also intended to advance any specific policy outcome, nor is it intended to signal that the Federal Reserve will make any imminent decisions about the appropriateness of issuing retail or whole CBDCs, nor how one would necessarily be designed. You think they really don't have all this shit planned out? They think people stupid, but most people don't even they, they're a little they're a little slow. The United States will not be the first to attempt this development of national digital currency. China already got it. I already told you. That's where they take their orders from. How to mold everything when it comes to a society that's um a molded you know, an operation to the type of control and levels of surveillance and all that stuff, China is the model. China already has begun work on its digital yen or yuan. In September, Australia moved ahead with the pilot project for digital dollar using the enterprise-grade private variant Ethereum, known as Quorum. Speaking of, Ethereum Forever is in the building. I see you just walked up in here. Bar L is also in the building. Good to see y'all on the show tonight. Give y'all some hand claps. Okay. So, so as we finish, as we just finished watching this documentary, right, about the border crisis and this digital dollar. Guess what I came across? That also happened today. That just went down today. On November November sixteenth, twenty twenty. Then you'll see how it's tied in to the like I said, the from the midterms that just went down. I don't know how many of y'all was actually watching the actual documentary to see 
how many people are being processed, how they being processed, what the what are they doing to get these folks in through these NGOs, giving them the money, bus tickets, planes, plane tickets, drop off spots, right? From all over the world, that's coming through. All right, these people are they are in no duress, baby. You understand what I'm saying, y'all? They they are under no stress or duress as they made the journey to bring themselves through America, up into America. So that's why you had the governors pulling the political stunt of flying the migrants out to Martha's Vineyard and, you know, Massachusetts, Delaware, to uh, Kamala's house. That, that was a political stunt, but the political stunt, was to have the people see this is literally what our government is doing. But what does it all mean? You think these folks do it? They're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart because it's America. Give me your hungry. Give me your tired. You know, that's that's not this. That's not that. Let's stop playing. So after all this goes on, listen closely to Chuck Schumer, who just got reelected, into the Senate out of New York, been in Congress for about 50 years. I want you to listen to what he said on the Capitol steps today, not last week, not a month ago, but today. Y'all ready? Give me ones if y'all ready to listen, if y'all ready to hear this, so I know that y'all ready to go. Give me, give me get one. Y'all ready? <laughs> Y'all ready to go? I'm not playing this clip until I get a one. I just need a one. Thank you. Th- thank you, Pan. Thank you, boss lady. I just needed a one. Just, just a one. All right, so what a song about it? Like the here, here, go. All right, what's up, Mr. Larry? Oh, hold on. Hold on, my bad. I got a, um, oh, Lord, oh, all that build-up for the letdown. Oh, I fucked that up. <laughs> I fucked that up. My, um, my, uh, mine is out. Uh, my, um, you know, like my internet, I got to, um, <laughs> put that together. Hold on one second. Oh, that was embarrassing. I messed that one up. My bad. My bad. Oh. Hold on one second. I got to log in to blog talk again to get on another, um, <laughs> another, you know, to get all, I'm on another, uh, what is that thing called? <sighs> Tab to get into the, uh, to the switchboard. Oh, that was in, I, I took an L right there. <laughs> Matter of fact, I took another one because I have to come in there under my other name. See that? This is what happens when you have like a million thoughts in your head that you want to share with the listeners and you're moving 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Hold on one second. Now I got to go to blog talk on this one, and I have to use my other name. You can't see this screen, though, hopefully, right? You can't see this screen. They doing that and then some. They're doing. They're replacing citizens and then some, boss lady. Now talk we about. See your, hold on, Neff. We see your screen, okay. so on screen share. Okay. On screen share and Discord. Thank you. 
And you don't have to log in. You can still use WGAG Radio to get into the switchboard and go into invite. Oh, I can I can invite myself twice. With yeah, the same, invite uh, guests. Yeah, oh, you can do as many okay, as you like. Um, and for okay, the record, cool. for those that are listening, the show will cut off by twelve midnight because you said um, WGAG the host dropped, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the um for the callers and everything, if you wanna if it's up to Neff if she wanna continue giving us an hour, you're gonna need to be on Discord, you know, if you want to talk, open your mic and all of that. But at twelve midnight the show is gonna shut down. Oh, all right. It's all you Thank you, Don. Good to hear you Oh, oh great day now. Sorry, baby. Great day. All right. All right, y'all. Let me know if y'all can hear this. Ever. We're short of workers. Uh, we have a population. Can you hear that? Y'all got sound on that on that clip? Okay, here we go. All right, we, we're live on that screen. Now, I want y'all to listen to this because he talked real fast. It's only a 27-second clip, so we're going to probably play it a couple of times. Here we go. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not. Hold on. Now. Oh, it's moving. Hold on. It's moving. I can't even stop it. Hold on. I'm trying to get it from the beginning. Feedback? Oh, I got feedback. That's because I'm not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Here we go. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, Hold on. He's talking about amnesty, okay? The man is talking about amnesty, but here we go. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Did y'all hear that? This man used the excuse that we have a shortage of workers in America. But if you listen, if you listen to Biden, he said everybody's fucking working. It's only a three uh, percent unemployment rate. This, this is this is what Biden is saying. We got a three point two, three point six unemployment uh, unemployment rate, but we have a worker shortage, according to old Chucky here, right? In a country of nearly four hundred million. Three point something of unemployment rate. Our numbers don't add up, right? And, and layoffs are, are just beginning. The layoffs are just about to take it. All this shit is unfolding after the midterms. Come on in here, Mr. Lowry, so we can we can get on this. Come on in here, man, so we can talk about these midterms and shit and what they got going on. Let's listen to Chuck. One more time, tell you why we got to let them all in. Do you understand me? They've been busting millions upon millions upon millions of people into this country, 
heavily for the last two years. Millions. Let's listen to Chuck again. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way... Okay, so, wh- how, you know, so why is the population going down? Why is the population going down in America? You know what? Americans don't fuck no more. I, oh, they do. They know that they've systematically, for one, ruining people's health. Who they can't even fucking carry babies. The vaccine they already know is about to take major hold on people's in will have the inability to procreate. Just listen again. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. He said that's just so casual. Uh, 11 million or however many, or however many of these motherfuckers is out here who's just coming through, just get, get them all come. Okay. This motherfucker here. It is not, it's, understand the shit. It's about to be major acceleration going on in these next two years because this is the lame duck session of this presidency. Let me bring in Mr. Lowry. So we can continue to build on this. Come on in, Mr. Lyers. Get a mic check. <laughs> great day, Nev. How are you? What's happening? I'm doing great. Oh, great day. I'm doing great. I'm How doing great. Doing How are you? How's everything? Good, in Cali, man. California. Uh, California. <laughs> bring home. Good, they bring I'm home the turkey bacon. Man, it's uh, in in the in the fake bacon. Um, you know, I mean, the fall bacon, the way, way the three D bacon. Fall. You know what I'm saying? Three <laughs> <laughs> D printed bacon, soy meat bacon, shit. or whatever the lamb bacon. You know, right. way to go, California. You know, yeah. California, New York, really. Uh, you know, flip the house. We dodged the bullet on that one. Uh, I, I ain't even right. lie to you now. We dodged a hell of a bullet on that one. Uh, I, th- I think they had to concede just a little because they couldn't make it look too obvious that they stole all of it, Mr. Lowry. They just said, we, we actually got to let them win the seats that we... I like know. I said last He's week, it's a little bit harder <laughs> when you get into those uh, districts because the fight is truly at your local and district levels. So it's a little no bit harder to rig those when it's statewide as anything goes, right? But the, yeah. those houses are ran by districts. And you guys got a lot of red up on that northern end of uh, California. Absolutely. All throughout the valley. Oh, yeah. A lot of red. Mm-hmm. A lot of red. Agriculture. So, you know, in the agriculture towns. Mm-hmm. In the agriculture you know, um, spots and towns. You know, you, yeah, so you, you, before we move forward, you, though, you was talking about that, that, that crypto. Wait, man, Chuck's full of shit. Chuck, Chuck, mm-hmm. they, they trying to, they trying to, he what they're doing is setting um a narrative so so he's trying to frame the uh focal points going forward for the next two years 
Mm-hmm. So what he's doing is set. They're going to come back with racism. Guarantee you. Come on. And then they're going to put it. They're going to put it talk to me. all into one. So now these people are going to turn into immigrant lovers. Then here comes the people of color. Then he's going to lump them all together, and they're going to try to mobilize around that issue. Because I'm trying to figure out how can you claim an employment crisis when you was firing people for not getting the Fauci juice? See, something ain't making sense. And then half of these businesses got requirements. You know, they said like that that went under the radar. So a lot mm-hmm. of these jobs out here are asking whether or not, you know, you got the injections. Yeah, but my and one we question black is, when people, you look, when we you have the you... largest demographic of refusals. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but my but my question to you is this, though. But my thing to you is this, okay. but they talking about oh, we got a shortage of workers. Where are them people going to work? Because the, most of the people who got fired are usually have a, a position of, uh, they're working for the city, right? A lot of these people yeah. work for the state, all right? These yeah. are county workers, state workers, you know what I'm saying? These are uh, frontline workers who work in health care. So those immigrants are not going to be able to just move into those jobs. So who are these – so where are they placing these migrants when he's talking about we have a, a shortage of workers? What's he talking about? So they all go to citizenship, I guess, right? They get asylum. That that that's not it's a, a fucking issue. They're right. making it up. See that that's part go. of their there game. See, it, it mm-hmm. seems like so people will say they don't care about people. They're just making up the issue. In a sense, that's very true because these issues are made up, like the transgender thing. Now people out there losing their damn well, mind. I got something for y'all. I got something but for you on that one tonight. It, can I ask real quick? Yeah, yeah, Don. Hey, great day, Mr. Um, Lowry. Great day, everybody. Yes. Um, look, I'm with y'all on this shit. You, Neff, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. we got to stick to what Neff said initially. It's a stage. They staging this shit simply yes. because this came right when Neff right after Trump announced or right before? Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Right after. Right, right. after. Okay. Right after. So, of course, this is like a fucking rerun of damn near four years ago. But all them fake yes. staged as immigrants and all of a sudden Trump is racist over fucking immigrants and like Larry go. said, you, you know what I'm saying, um, it's, it's where they're going to start the whole racism shit at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of that. There is no 11 million motherfucking, and he don't even know the number or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, whatever. He's like, motherfucker said whatever. Whatever number it is. There is none. There is none of that. Right. They're going to stage that shit, have a whole bunch of crisis fucking actors, you know what I'm saying, duping the American is, Americans again. On um, mm-hmm. the dumbites, especially, you know what I'm saying, on that whole immigration goddamn shit. And, you know, what, what first of all, where are you going to place 11 million invisible motherfuckers at? Where are they going to live at? 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So they fly, but that's the thing. So who are they flying? Do we get, you know, flying in, into the middle of the country? What the fuck is 11 million, 11 motherfuckers? Eleven million. <laughs> you ain't even built out. How many motherfuckers yet? Like, <laughs> right? So they we are flying. Then go stay at the stadium or some shit when they get off work. What the fuck you gonna? <laughs> that, you that's gonna why have 11 million that's, motherfuckers. That's why if we all we are to believe, right? We're children. If we to believe that these NGOs and these organizations perpetuated through the Catholic Church and all these other organizations are housing these in housing these cats that's coming in here, that's that's the thing. And then if they immigrants, Mm. they don't speak fucking English. So how they gonna get the job done if they don't understand shit? Goddamn, you saying for them to goddamn do? Mm-hmm. That too. That is that's 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 the like you said that's the fake shit. They ain't coming in here to work. They <laughs> ain't coming in here to work. They coming over here to 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 clog up the system literally because they didn't ready to crash this motherfucker. I'm with you initially. Stick to what you initially mm-hmm. said. They really don't mm-hmm. fucking exist. This is all they, a scam. They ain't making it up. Right. Yeah. And then it don't, and if they did exist, it don't make sense. Like, well, which one is it? You need motherfuckers to work or you need motherfuckers to have sex? <laughs> you know what well, my inspiration right? Yeah, which one is it? Because he said the reproduction stop, reproducing right. stop. So which one mm-hmm. is? It? Right. Absolutely. Right. So the thing the is, the narrative I'm saying... is the virtual reality. That's virtual reality. The narrative. The narrative you, is right? the virtual the, the reality. Line. Is not the computer. The computer is the fucking computer. It was ever on that computer is is computer world, like Kraftwerk said, computer world. But uh, mm-hmm. the narrative is virtual reality. That's the real virtual reality. Is these the age of the narrative? People are taking the narrative as reality. I, I and follow, but I'm saying they have the means to an end with it. Because, like I said, if you, if the narrative is millions of motherfuckers coming over here, right? If that is the narrative, yes. I mean, but this it is it is shit happening because the shit is happening all over the world. Either that, or again, they've all collaborated to to have the narrative of all borders being overrun. Million? Because, but but I'm saying right, right, right. <laughs> but this, but I'm saying this shit is playing out. To all over the world, this is not specific to America. It's happening right. everywhere. Go look at what's happening at the coast in the horns of Africa. Go look at what's happening in uh, Western and Eastern Europe, and the people who are trying to get into these countries. What's happening over here? I'm, I'm saying this shit is it's a systematic plan to create. To, to have countries overrun. And if you overrun countries, then you can go ahead and, and, and really change shit up. Because if you say the, the amount of people that's coming in here and all this shit, we cannot, the structure as is cannot stay the same. We have to switch it up. They is getting ready to crash this motherfucking economy. I've been saying it for years, but it's really, it's, it's about to kick. Like that shit is about to kick up. Man, Chuck full of shit. Right? He full of shit. Mm-hmm. They lost the house. So all of that 
is this narrative building <laughs> to build up mobilization, which they can continue their fucking Ponzi scheme and make a lot of money funneling through these right. organizations. Um, the NGO, and, and this the, is what I'm saying. These are the motherfuckers yes. who are setting policy worldwide, people. That's yes. what I'm saying. But this they is how got they funnel their money. In program. He can't change okay. that. And, he can't change that motherfucking law without the house. He can't. Right. That is, he knows yeah, that shit. This is true. This, this is true. But they, that's the other game within the game. That's the game of flipping people and buying motherfuckers out. Oh, yeah. That game is getting ready to kick. That game is getting ready to uh, crank up like no other. Oh, right? Because yeah. when you have a slim majority. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to go deeper into that, y'all. <laughs> we'll go into he that. But well, he said he loved me. Listen to what he said. <laughs> We're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented <laughs> there are here. That is nothing but pure, unadulterated, high-tech, Jim Crow, mental terrorism. He talking about, <laughs> we, he talking about we ain't going to have no future unless we right. just let 11 million people waltz on up in here. Yeah. You're going to die. Now, at the same time, you're jumping up and down. You want us to have abortions. You're jumping up and down about abortions. You can't have it both ways, right? Because when you're talking about population, you're talking about having babies. Now, any prudent general, if you're sitting over a village and your population is low, you're going to institute policies that encourage population growth. They don't want no your, population growth, nigga. They don't want no because he's making all that shit the fuck up. <laughs> they laying people off ninety going north, right? right. The the the, the it, pandemic has changed it's the beginning. whole game. They, they didn't change the whole employment market is changed now. Absolutely. Let me tell they you about got, it. Let's add the fact that they done got uh-huh. them chopped off children's genitals and shit in they America. They chopping genitals. Hey. They come on, man. Right? They want that shit to be. They want that shit to be. They want that shit to be such law that parents right. that parents will go to jail for trying oh. to to prevent it. You got that's. You literally got shit on the books where they're trying to make it a criminal act for a parent who does not reaffirm a, 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 a underage individual to um, change their sex, knowing that it's going to create irreversible ability to procreate. They know that. They know that. That's that's what that's one of the things they want to do too. Now, like I said, they don't want uh, these you know commoners having more babies. Now, what mm-hmm. we do, then this is how you play this one. Now, what we need to look mm-hmm. as, as as us, as black folk, now, look and pay attention to all these niggas who going to jump out all out and fry, I got you, boss, and become immigrant advocates all of a sudden. Stupid. Very they don't know, but my, my point is, um, because as 
the banks get ready to release this pilot digital coin, which, like I said, I told motherfuckers was coming. They done kicked it off. The banks got the fucking green light to roll it out. And it's not by chance that the 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 the, the trading table of the FTX of FTX collapses. That was a front group. You know, that was a that front was a group. Front yes, group. let's talk about it. It was a front group for politicians as they were um, scheming and, and stealing money. That was a creative front group. They were, absolutely. They were one of those CIA orchids. You know how the CIA goes to our businesses. They, they don't have the goddamn business. That's a part a- of fascism that people don't understand. Like right? the, the, it, it, the government go and create these corporations. So on yes, the surface, yes, it may look like a public-private partnership, but really the government owns those corporations. So that was a front group. We want to Absolutely know who were. the fuck fronted them. See, that's... But here you go, well, asking you shall receive on some of these things, sir. Um, <laughs> who was fronting them? <laughs> you see, you know, um, who, who me... in the government fronted them? Well, Nancy went out the country, right. so we can't ask her. Maxine, mm-hmm. she's the head of the finance committee on the House. Right. She, she, you, for some reason, she's not running her mouth on this one. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, because they're they're literally the dude that it was a it was a it was a it was a front for the Democratic, you know, the, Demo, the Democratic base. I mean, for that party. Man, you. that whole okay? crypto, yo. That whole is shit. Hold on, that front. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you. Crypto was invented, like I said, the whole shit was to already get people hyped into thinking that there was going to be an alternative to, you know, alternative to the the digital revolution and money that they knew was coming anyway. But that was just to suck the people in. That was to get people really hyped about it and things like that. And I'm saying they use this FTX trading desk as an opportunity for one to um, – to make money, buy off particular politicians. But I'm telling you this, this is what I'm saying, Mr. Lowry, the crash, the the so-called crash of FTX was also a front. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the crash itself is, 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 a, is, a, is fake. Yes. And it's done for a reason. You understand what I'm saying? Because there is yes. there there is real blockchain technology that people wanted to put in place. I'm saying, y'all, for they knew the digital revolution, the trans transformation is was is happening. We can't stop that shit. It's it's going to happen. But the the point is, is it going to be completely centralized with with centralized banks throughout the world like they do with the fiat dollar? But even worse, so FTX. Was is a front organization, but not only them, they was laundering money, but it's it's also a staged event. The actual collapse is fake. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you start look at the people who's behind FTX and who they related to, it it, it show you right there right. that it's like Mr. Lowry right. said, it's a it's a government scheme, it's a government plot. They put it together, but they put it together for it can fail. So then they can now regulate crypto. 
There's no government yeah, regulation on cryptocurrency. You there's none. Yeah. Absolutely, because it's, it's, that's what it's the truth. There is no policy. There's no regulation on it. And so I'm saying that's a way for them to steal real blockchain <laughs> technology and, and take it over. They'll, you, they'll be like, there'll be none of that shit, so you had to create an event, which is the collapse of FTX that was holding billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Yes. Okay? We talking it, it was holding pension funds and shit mm-hmm. like this in FTX. Okay. And they're all in the Right. You gonna hear shit about how much money Right. You gonna hear shit about how much money um people like Tom Brady lost, you know, and shit like that. They just didn't know the fix was in. Trust me. They they didn't know. They're just casual, you know, they gave twenty, thirty million and you know, their money's gone. But I want you to check this clip out right here. I got to appreciate the people who do the work and connect the dots so we can build on it and talk about it. So um wrote a song about it. like to hear, here go. Shout out to uh, Alex Jones on this one and his crew. TX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was the largest donor to the Democrat Party, second to George Soros for the spurious 2022. Now, Sam Bankman is the little boy. Who, who looks like he's about 15 years old, who runs FTX, who's the CEO of FTX. His name is Sam Bankford-Fried. Use that, keep that in, keep that name, just remember that name. Like, you don't have to use a lot of data, your, your, your brain data, to just remember that. Because I, I want you to remember that name because you're going to be either hearing about it a lot or not hearing about it at all. You know what I'm saying? One way or the other. <laughs> Marty made off. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sam Bankford Friedman. Here we go. FTX founder Sam Bankman Fried was the largest donor to the Democrat Party, second to George Soros for the spurious <laughs> right. 2022 midterms. Nearly $40 million, which reportedly came from crypto donations to Ukraine. FTX was partnered with the World Economic Forum as one of Klaus Schwab's stakeholders. FTX's founder reportedly used a secret backdoor to steal over a billion dollars from the customers of the now defunct cryptocurrency exchange. But there's more to the story than Sam Bankman freed and a money laundering slush fund for the failing Democrat party. The CEO for FTX was Caroline Ellison, whose father is Glenn Ellison, head of the MIT economics department. Glenn Ellison hired Gary Gensler to head the cryptocurrency department at MIT in 2018. And in 2021, the Biden administration nominated Gary Gensler as the chair of the U.S. Is y'all hearing this? Is you hearing how they put their children as the front faces of these little ponds, these little schemes that they got. Don, remember on our show, uh, Billions, remember how he used his children to to get to capture uh, old boy in that weed deal when he wanted to um, buy that woman's company? And he used his daughters um, to go pitch, to go pitch her and to have, you know, so they can get all that inside information and all that good shit. That's what this is akin to. This is what that is like in um, unto right here. They're using these people who already sit in these chairs. They use their children. Here we go. Let's listen to it again, y'all. Let me back it up. 
FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was the largest donor to the Democrat Party, second to George Soros for the spurious 2022 midterms, nearly $40 million, which reportedly came from crypto donations to Ukraine. FTX was partnered with the World Economic Forum as one of Klaus Schwab's stakeholders. FTX's founder reportedly used a secret backdoor to steal over a billion dollars from the customers of the now defunct cryptocurrency exchange. But there's more to the story than Sam Bankman freed and a money laundering slush fund for the failing Democrat party. The CEO for FTX was Caroline Ellison, whose father is Glenn Ellison, head of the MIT economics department. Glenn Ellison hired Gary Gensler to head the cryptocurrency department at MIT in 2018. And in 2021, the Biden administration nominated Gary Gensler as the chair of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, who has been laser focused on gaining control of cryptocurrency. While the SEC has been routinely combative towards cryptos, they have treated FTX like family, causing many to argue that FTX was being groomed and set up by the SEC to monopolize the crypto market. FTX was an exchange that had a bright sheen on it. It was led by a CEO that was often on Capitol Hill and being photographed with regulators and lawmakers. And so there was a sense that the exchange was very buttoned up. Cryptocurrency has the potential to strip power from the central banking system, and that makes it a major threat. As this story unfolds, don't be surprised if this mess becomes the catalyst for government overreach into cryptocurrencies. The Journal reporting the CEO allegedly using customer money from FTX to fund risky bets at his other company, a hedge fund called Alameda. Many people believe that this will definitely set back the crypto industry for years. You know, this is a tale as old as time to some degree. Some young charismatic guy in Bermuda shorts with the floppy hair uh, charmed the 20 best investors in the world. Rebecca, the big question here, was this a mistake by the founders or a crime? Well, that's a question the regulators will ultimately have to answer here. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Which would you guys want to have, Mr. Larry? How would you say? Yeah, they... they no, I'm see you in the chat room talking about how they use their children to fund. Hunter Biden was gone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No doubt about it. He was fronting for his father and, you know, for for all these people. We, we, we'll get to what this government is trying to do, but fuck <laughs> that. They're not going to cover up the fact <laughs> that these people set up crypto businesses and were stealing billions mm-hmm. upon billions from pensions funds from people mm-hmm. savings, from worthless coins that has no value. So in the process of, like you say, the control collapse, okay, mm-hmm. we see the control collapse part, but underneath of that, y'all was stealing these people money. Yeah, they're enriching, stealing. enriching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, Straight up, give me a hundred dollars, and you 
and your FTX coin is worth 15000 and it wasn't worth <laughs> shit. It was nothing. It was not. We're going to run into that same problem. With well, see, but that's the thing. This move to digital well, cash. We're that's, going that's back the on the plantation. That's my point, Mr. Larry. They they're going to use that as the the baseline or the foundation of when they introduce the digital coin and they're turning over. That it's all centralized, baby. That's that's the whole point of it all. That's the whole point of it. There'll be no Bitcoin. Be no all them people with that Bitcoin, that shit ain't gonna mean yeah. nothing. It ain't gonna mean nothing. It's gonna have well, zero it, value. It looks like it don't mean nothing now. When the when the right? Fed when the Fed releases its federal coin, <laughs> so people were trading nothing. in real dollars, real they dollars. Did. For this virtual money, and it was a big ass goddamn Amway pyramid scheme because they're all intertwined. FTX, because they had a coin too. So FTX yeah. is tied into Ethereum, it's tied into Bitcoin, and they're all intermingled. So if one coin is bad, that's it. Everything but that's, is standing that's the on shaky ground. That's the that's the reasoning that they need. They have to have a reason when they get ready to flip this shit, when they get rid of the fiat dollar. You have to have these calamities as a reasoning when you're switching shit over. So now they have the regulatory yeah. part, they're going to have the regulatory part in, in movement, in, you know what I'm saying, in action now. Now they have a reason to do it. You follow what I'm saying? Like that now they have a reason because of this so-called collapse and billions and billions of dollars were stolen. Now you have the regulatory green light that you're going to now use as the framework for the new digital coin that they're now just piloting that they rolled out today, yesterday I should say. And you know, that's misleading too because we keep using the term digital coin. That's just the way to put sugar on that shit. These people mm-hmm. was trading, um, and the dollar ain't worth a goddamn thing either, but at least you could fold it up and put it in your pocket, right? So <laughs> these people were were trading dollars mm-hmm. for somebody on the machine say, you got a coin. Because, see, a lot of this isn't even an actual fucking coin. It's no, nothing. they'll never, they'll never, they'll never physically so, so hold it. You'll never physically hold a coin. Is not a coin. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. This new they're using the term is coin. Nothing. Yeah, they're using it, but it's nothing. Yeah. You'll never physically hold a, That's the a, a CBDC. You'll never hold it. That's the point, motherfucker. They want global <laughs> enslavement. Okay. Global, Global control. <laughs> Global, okay, the Great Reset. It will the control how you live your life. Start all this shit over. Again. This shit is connected <laughs> to what the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, will eventually um, come in and say that we have to do away with the current credit system. Do you understand? I'm trying. What I'm trying to tell y'all. Family, what I'm telling you is we about to see the biggest financial collapse in this country probably since 
the Great Depression in 1920, whatever the fuck that shit was. You know what I'm saying? And so as that happened, <laughs> people will take the solution of a digital coin, a reset. If you can get enough people, wow. enough people to default on a whole bunch of shit, whether they be credit cards, uh, car loans, house loans. That's a conclusion right now. Yeah. Right? That's a conclusion right now. Yeah. Come on, man. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they're going to base all that shit. So it used to be good to die. So my point is, hold on. My point is, so, so when all this defaulting, so my point is, when all this defaulting and people fuck up whatever kind of um, idea of credit that we have in our current system when everybody's credit scores is 470 and 500 because they defaulted on so many things because you got this economic fuck you know this bullshit with this inflation and everything else that they are manufacturing just not get it twisted that they are manufacturing right okay that so many people are going to default on shit that they're going to be what is considered financially ruined. So if you have the mass population who are now financially ruined, you can introduce the solution and the solution to the favorite trigger words that everybody loves to hear, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, if we all got these, these fucked up financial situations, right, well, how about I introduce to you a digital coin or, you know, a, a digital coin where everybody gets to kind of start from scratch, you know, what I'm, what I'm saying, and you'll you, you be able to get issued these coins. And, and we might just give you an allowance of, a, an allowance of particular um, amount of Based coins that we issue to you. how much fucking air you breathe. Because remember, so they you know want energy First to gonna be do the new. Right. It is. Go ahead. Ooh, I'm fired up. Go ahead. <laughs> they, they, because, see, the end goal is to have energy as the new backing. Like uh, the dollar used mm. to be backed by the gold is not like anymore. Gold. The ruble, right. surprisingly, the ruble is backed by gold over in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. They want the fucking oxygen that we breathe to be the underlying value of this Of how much? Yes. That's that's your ESG carbon footprint score, baby. Your ESG score is your motherfucking social credit score combination. It ain't gonna be Equifax. It ain't you know it's it's no it's no longer Equifax. You understand me? It's no longer uh what's the other credit bureaus called uh or Equifax? What's the what's the other one? Union uh whatever something whatever you understand the big three. Oh, yeah. Uh, TransUnion, Equifax, and uh, the other. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. They're going to say those now, systems are archaic. That's why they had to get us out the way. Come on. That's why they had to Come get on. black folks out of the way. That's why they had to, con- yeah, experience. That's why they had to con <laughs> our ass on all of this black life. They had to get us out the way because black people in America are the only ones in this entire motherfucking world Mm -hmm. that can stand up and say, we don't want this because this is what this shit is. We're only 160, 170 years up, Mm -hmm. according to what their law books Mm -hmm. say. 
We're the only ones who can say the path we're going down. I mean, that's plantation. We work for credit on the fucking plantation, yo. Depending on how much corn you pick, depending on how many hours your ass got on Sundays, they'll play your fucking How much energy you using? How much energy you using today? (laughs) All that's going to be tallied up per week. And how much did you use for the month? You've been a good boy. You've been a good boy. X amount of energy this week. You get a ham heart today. Right. We'll give you an extra couple coins. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you 20 more tokens. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're about to try to bankrupt the ass. So remember that. I mean, it's real. Understand that. Remember I showed y'all what the um, carbon credit, um, that company that sells tokens, like credit or like uh for your carbon footprint mm-hmm. you pay thirty nine dollars yeah. a month and you get like these um carbon credits, carbon credits. they call they them. Trade them now carbon mm-hmm. credit mm-hmm. come on now this is what they're doing out here carbon credits per month so you can um have a particular type of lifestyle because they want to be able to keep everybody's carbon footprint Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's huge news. Yeah, we, I mean, because right behind it, they're coming in <clears throat> with these regulations. But in the meantime, in between time, they laundering money. The money they're laundering, they buying up everything, mm-hmm. all your property, and every. It's going to be mm-hmm. a nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that, the NGOs that, that's where it's going are the to. are the private equity firms. If you know those, mm-hmm. those are they are the same individuals. Private mm-hmm. equity firms are, are back are, 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 are a thousand people. Right. All that shit phony. All that shit yeah. is propped up by them stealing our money. Man, did you read the report? Where they done busted the motherfuckers sending the money Ukraine back through mm-hmm. a, uh, a, uh, back through the company FTX, FTX bankrolling everybody in the goddamn United States. And right. I think somebody posted in the room earlier, Act Blue, and that I mm-hmm. actually wrote that down. That came up to my mind too when I'm looking at this FTX deal. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the same thing Act Blue was doing. They taking people to Black money. Lives Matters and other people yes. and, and other organizations. Oh, yeah. I love it. So these people are sucking the wealth. They're sucking our dollars because they got to break us. You're right. They have to bankrupt us they first. Have to break. Yes, 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 yes. So speaking of that, real quick, so yes. like again, so <laughs> the layoffs, the mass layoffs are beginning. Right after, yes. right after the midterms, baby, the ball just gets to rolling. Okay, so here we go. Here we go, uh, family. Y'all ready? This, this, here's a list of the now announced layoffs. Don't you like how they do that? They announced their layoffs, y'all. They, they're saying they, this is what it's going to be. And this is only in the industry of tech. Right now, Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, has already laid off 11,000 people. It will be more. Twitter, 3,700. That's a little bit different because that's still chalked up to him trying to get, trying to clean house. Intel. Now, 
Intel, as you all know, is a chip-making factory, semiconductor chips and all that. Remember they, Remember how they used to say America's not making enough chips and we are so chip-dependent on Taiwan and all those other uh, Southeast Asian countries in China? Remember how that was an issue? Y'all remember those conversations? We don't make enough chips? So, and with the just supply chain issue, we were seeing how it was taking so long to get TVs and what have you not. Well, don't forget the bill that they signed right before midterms called the CHIPS Act. Okay. Now, the CHIPS Act is basically a, it's a subsidy for these, the Intels, the IBMs, uh, 300, you know, 3M, and all the other companies, right, to make chips, domestic chip, you know, chip making, so you would so-called wouldn't have to depend on China, Taiwan, and all those other countries. Why are they laying off 20% of their workforce? Why would you lay off 20% of your workforce when you just got a government subsidy to crank up production? Do that make sense to y'all? doesn't make any sense. Right? You know how much money these people just got? They got billions and billions of dollars. Billions of dollars through the CHIPS Act. Another bill, another, you know, thing no one really talks about at all. So Intel laying off 20%. Snap, I don't know who Snap is. I'm, I'm assuming that's Snapchat or something. Uh, they're laying off 20% of their uh, workforce. Robinhood is laying off 30% of its workforce. Uh, Stripe and Lyft are both um, laying off 13% of their workforce. Salesforce, which is the one of the biggest com- um, companies in the world, okay, is laying off. 15% of their workforce, those are tens of thousands of people. Amazon is laying off 10,000. It's Christmas season. You, Why are you laying off people? It's the most packages any time of the year coming through now. You're laying off 10,000. That, that, that makes no sense. Because all that shit was phony in the first place. All those Twitter right? followers, all of this Amazon shit, all of it. It's phony. It's Understand paper. This, and Understand they ain't this. got the money. The money is this, close this. to worthless now, too, right? So and, well, That's the know. point. That's the point of it all. So, so the point is, in the year during the dot com uh bubble, y'all remember dot com bubble? Mm-hmm. Two thousand, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you yeah. were doing in your lives at that time. Mm-hmm. But I was here in the Bay Area where it's the tech hub in two thousand and one. Not so much now, but back then it was it was central. Central, you know, for for tech. During that bubble, they only laid off about hundred and thirty thousand people. That was considered a catastrophe, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Do you understand in this fourth quarter that's about to end, they are are estimated to lay off 150,000 people in one quarter, Mm. one quarter. 
I don't think y'all, y'all hear me. One quarter. Not a year, but a quarter. It's only going to get worse. And like I said, and this is just the tech. It's only in tech industry right now. You see what they do, and I'm saying they, they're doing – my point by showing you the list of people in these companies was to show you that it's done purposely. They have no reason to yeah. cut. They have no reason to fire people. You see what I'm saying? They don't have a real reason to fire in these people. Amazon supposedly, according to them, had quadrupled their earnings during COVID. Quadruple their earnings per quarter. So they flush with cash as a corporation. Why are you laying off 10000 plus during the holiday season? You flush with cash, so it's not like, you know what I'm saying, you got to shave your books or anything like that. So. Yeah, but we finding mm-hmm. out, right, a lot of what they count as assets are actually paper assets that's tied true. into something else that's paper true, true. assets that's tied into something else. That's paper asset. Now, underneath of it, they're mm-hmm. stealing, right? They're mm-hmm. stealing people's money right, right. underneath it and all the rest of it. Like those techs, man, you can have a tech company. Man, God, they just go rent a goddamn office somewhere, make up mm-hmm. a fancy name, put some paperwork together, That's you know, cool. and if they got to show some money, you can rent money. You can rent money for a day. That's the actual business, right? And, you know, they're just leveraging money. All of it is borrowed money. None of it can never be paid back. The, the, the global system is bankrupt, which is really to our advantage. That's why they need to rush and put this stuff in place. Yes, place, absolutely. Because there's going to be a void there. And in that void, that's what ushers you in to development, like a new, you know, whatever is after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what comes up in the void. They're trying to prevent that void from happening because they already done fucked up the current system. They so, fucked it up. Absolutely. Purposely, no doubt about it. So I'm saying, y'all, keep steady because I saw who typed that it's going to be a lot of suicide. Before the show, I read an article, um, a young lady, uh, about 25, uh, laid on all her rent, her bills. Um, They said she, according to the report, she took her three-year-old daughter and walked in front of a train. They said it was because of the massive amount of debt she was under and all it's just, you know, according to the report. Well, so you don't have to jump in front of a train. They got a new machine out for for people because there's going to be a lot of suffering. A lot of suffering. We got to be careful with that. Financially. You got to yeah. be careful with that. You know, these right. people trying so, to normalize fucking suicide. Yo, they already made people take these shots against their better. Come on now. I, don't even, I can't say against better judgment because obviously – 
no judgment was well, in place at all. To begin well, that, with, it was. But. I mean, that shot, that the clock shot, as we call it, was made to to serve many. It had. It was a multifunctional shot. Sterilization. <laughs> uh, those who don't. But yeah, those who who don't. Um, you know, died just right now, don't worry, it'll get you later. You know, you'll be a constant customer there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and whatever else, the rest of it is they're just collecting data and, and watching their research. They're just researching now. They're just looking at all different parts of the world where they had different batches go off and see all the different um, adverse effects, um, still births are up. Um, like uh, 600%, and um, I can attest to that to personal experience. My sister, who uh, I just found out was carrying, just um, had a stillbirth, just uh, miscarried last night, and she was telling me that uh, while she was in the hospital, when she was going, when she was having these severe cramping, there was three other women in there, three other women. They all had the same, they all had the same, uh, situation, which is that the the embryo is not attaching to the uterine wall. Four, three, so there's four <laughs> women in a hospital who all have the same issue. Um, you know what I'm saying? And um, I asked her, did she? She told me she did not take the shot. I, I believe my little sister, but but. I am convinced the nigga she fucking the, took that shit mm. and passed mm. it through some somatic fluids. You understand me? Because remember that it has an HIV receptor inside of that yes. fucking um, COVID shot. Mm-hmm. As the link that holds the uh, spike protein is an HIV strain. So... If you fucking, you know, you, you, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? It's just a fact. You're passing it. But she wouldn't, she, she wouldn't lie to me about taking a shot. She, my older sister took it. She told me that she took it. She took it for work. My younger sister didn't. I believe her. But that man who got her pregnant, that dude she was with, I, I can guarantee you he took that shit. I know for a matter of fact, I ain't even got to think. I know for a fact he took it because he worked at Tesla, Right. So they were taking shots up there. They were taking shots at that job. So I, I know he took it. So point being, still births are up tremendously. They're not reporting mm-hmm. on it. Uh, saw um, a medical report in Europe, 1,000% still births are up, mm-hmm. like like 1,000%. All right. So it's serving. So it's that that shot is, is serving many many purposes, many many things, and they're just collecting that and collecting the data. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're doing, and they're tweaking it and refining it. Come on now, what are they doing? Because <laughs> this continuing to to that, they're using that same technology. They're using it for the flu shot. And every other vaccine that from here on out they're using the same technology, it's the deliverance of the uh, of the shit. It's the technology, it's the nanotech, and all that shit that's being um, unleashed in their bodies. And they just got a new study out. They even admit that it's destroying people's fucking uh, 
immune systems. We already knew that this is shit we all know here. But now it's just playing out. We're just we just watching it before our eyes play out. <laughs> this is uh, it's, 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 it's a wild thing, you know. Mm-hmm. This, this is that mother. This is is nothing more than the same system they perfected down in Jonestown. Because cause Jim mm. Jones, he normalized suicide. So by mm-hmm. the time he had the people drink right. the, the, the damn cyanide, they were already mm-hmm. trained to exactly. do that. Exactly. Trained for... Because he ran that exercise a million to, times. Right. Trained <laughs> to, to just give in. Fuck to it. kill yourself. Now, check this out. To kill yourself. Now, w- listen to this this <laughs> clip I'm about to play. When you, I watched it, I watched it earlier because I want to make sure that it's queued up and everything. Wait till you hear the reasoning behind why this man says he wants to go. This is this is grade A psychological operations propaganda that we about to watch. So we always we always watch shit with our uh, psychic guards up. You know what I'm saying? With our um, our shit on, so we can watch this and not be affected by it. So, but here we go. 3D printed suicide machines. Here we go. Depopulationists dream. A 3D printed suicide machine. Or in other words, a modern day gas chamber. The Sarco capsule, a high-tech death machine explicitly built for killing yourself, was just 3D printed. The Sarco capsule is being touted by depopulationists as a way to efficiently and effortlessly kill oneself. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Pay attention to this right. This is going on in Canada. This is a um, a bill, a law that they just passed in um in Canada. Pay, check it out, fam. Here we go. Oneself. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his room. End of life for back pain? Because he got back pain, y'all. Did y'all hear that shit? Y'all hear that crazy nigga? They said this motherfucker was ready to end it because he got back pain. You. <laughs> If he just is A1 mental programming. Let's listen again. <clears throat> Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. Once inside the porch. Did y'all catch that? He signed up to be a part of a program by the Canadian government to kill himself because he has back pain, but the second part, because he was getting ready to lose his apartment because he could no longer afford it. Do you hear me? Because he had no place to live. The mind fuckery on this shit is amazing. Fucking amazing. Let's listen again. Because his back hurt, 
and he's getting ready to lose his apartment. So he signed up for a state program to kill himself. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. Once inside the pod, the user will have to start the fatal process themselves. They will have to press a button which will reduce internal oxygen levels. The pod, which is biodegradable, can then be detached to be used as a coffin. When a Canadian veteran picked up the phone and called Veterans Affairs Canada to get treatment for his combat-related PTSD and a traumatic brain injury, he expected help getting better and getting his life back. Instead, he got an unexpected and unwanted offer to help him end it through medically-assisted death. This is all being done by design. Well, the globalists say they're destroying the country by design. This is a pro-death, pro-tyranny cult. I mean, I'm, I got to find the rest of that interview. I actually had another clip where it shows that whole conversation and they break down what the program is. If you can keep talking for me, Mr. Larry, I want to find this clip to play for the family. They got to hear that that whole, that dude who's ending it because his back hurt and his apartment is getting sold, so he signed up to kill himself. I need y'all to hear the whole segment. It's fucking wild. Oh, I'll be back. Well, yeah, we can listen to the whole segment, but none of that shit sound authentic to me, only to the extent that they need to push that narrative. It seems like they're just making shit up just to push where they wanted to go. Like the uh, COVID did not precede the vaccine. COVID really sold the vaccine, and then whatever these people are coming, uh, 1,271 different things people coming down is what they're getting now. But they, they use COVID in order to get people to take that goddamn shot. So the same thing here. Man, these people are making up narratives. People are taking the bait of the narrative, and they're walking when you say narrative, do you when you say when you say narrative in this regard, are you saying that you don't think that program is real? The medically assisted dying no. program is I not mean, real. I will believe that. I believe they're trying to pass a bill, but this, but it, it seems to me this particular scenario was made up mm-hmm. to support the passing of that bill to make it. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. That's a prop. That's propaganda. What I just played is propaganda. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm saying the reason why the the reason, but you have to. to, Yes. But my point is to sell Jesse Smollett. Absolutely. That's my point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So to to get participants into this program, which is medically assisted suicide. You have to feed them propaganda of why a motherfucker would actually yes. do something like that. Correct. They're trying to tell Same people thing. because I got back pain and my I'm losing my apartment, <laughs> I'm signing up for the Canadian <laughs> to go kill medically myself. 
suicide assistance program. That's yes. that's propaganda. That's the same thing Jim Jones did. That shit, wow. Hold on, I'm trying to find that whole um I I gotta hear the whole thing because once he when you listen to how his reasoning for why he's doing this and shit like that, I said, God damn, they is just really going at these these folks. Next They're trying to get us to fucking Jeez. kill ourselves <laughs> because I, said, God, I don't know. Damn. I can't read the cosmos as <laughs> some people that can. We have entered into oh, a new fucking dimension that don't include them and they know it. <laughs> and the only way out is to somehow convince a whole lot of goddamn people to kill themselves. Now, all this shit is focused on America. Why America? Because, see, America is sitting on a very, very special breed of people over this motherfucker. We're outside of that colonial system of Africa. We might know somewhere down the line come from Africa, but we're outside of that shit. We... We're in the belly of the most intelligent, deviant beast ever known to exist. So who you pointing all this shit after? What you scared of, Mrs. Schwab's? This capitalism, baby, made the best man win, made the best product win. Why you got to do all this motherfucking hooky spook if you... All Mr. Powerful, right? If you control everything, like you say you control everything, why all the deception? You could just make motherfuckers do it. It's something there. We, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against some, some uh, 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 what they say, up in the spiritual domain in the real fucking type of way because we are now in another cycle and these bastards don't have no place in it. Well, they going for the jugular, baby. This, this is this is the time. So this is why either motherfuckers got to understand what the hell. Man, you know what those midterms reveal? So eat. Oh, I know. Let's talk about it. Hold on, I'm gonna play this. Let's play. Let's play this clip and let's talk about these midterms, all right? Because we got to talk about these midterms and the implications of these midterms. It ties into what we're talking about anyway. Let's hold that, hold that thought. Let's play this clip real quick. All right? Here we go. Yeah, here it is. Amir Farsood has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition I would survive it anyway. Farsood meets the criteria for MAID, 
physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsood's real reason for made is hey, pause, hey, pause. Oh, no. Not I was, a TV okay. show. I think it's a hip hop. It, no, I'm trying to. Yeah. What an option. I know in my present health condition, I would survive it anyway. Farsood meets the criteria for made physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor. Okay. Physical suffering. <laughs> Do that not sound? I'm. This is this is how they gin this shit up. It's it's really it's wild how they gin this shit up. Do the do, do that dude not sound like he's suffering from what they calling out here long COVID? You know how they keep calling about long COVID? You just got this suffering and that you're going to have and 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 shit. Uh, this motherfucker talking about his back hurt. So he wouldn't be able to survive being homeless because his back hurt. So he signed up for the program. He signed up for the program. All right, here we go. Let's, let's hear the end of it. Doctor, who knows Farsood's real reason for made is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsood needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access made in about a month. I don't wish to be dead. Oh, um, how liberal. Even with the pain, even with the meds. Um, I still want to be here. You, you, you see the mind fuckery? I don't, I don't really want to die. I, I want to be here. But, you know, the suffering. But you signed up to be in a program that's going to kill you in 90 days. While you drink your tea, right, in your apartment, <laughs> right, right now, go kill yourself, man. And so, in oh other words, God. when we go to this digital system <laughs> and you don't do what you're supposed to do, it's now going to be legal for me to kill you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That that said, what did I miss? Yes. In Canada, they have a program for assisted suicide. Understand, we got that shit on on some of these books in America too. Compassionate uh, murder, started by Dr. Jack Kevorkian many years ago. So there is legislation in place for them to capitalize and copy and mimic some shit like this. <laughs> Okay. This motherfucker is talking about Don. You got to hear Don. Tell me you're listening, so I can for you. I can play it back, so you can hear why this man said he signed up to um, kill himself. Uh, okay. She says she's listening. Okay. Here we go. Oh shit! I don't know what's that. Hold on. Oh, what's tripping? Uh, no reason. Here we go. Play it again. What an option. I know in my present oh. health condition. Uh, I want to go back to the why he said he's doing this. Come on. Come on. Computer's moving on slow. It's buffering. Uh, I don't know when it's going to kick in. I have another clip, though, that's shorter. Hold on. Is this it? 
No, that ain't it. Hold on. Here we go. I think it's this one. High-tech death machine explicitly built for killing yourself was just 3D printed. The Sarco capsule is being touted by depopulationists as a way to efficiently and effortlessly kill oneself. Amir Farsood has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. Once inside the pod. Did you hear that? <laughs> so he signed up for this program because he, his back hurts and he's getting ready to lose his apartment. They're printing so, only suicide. Um, so he um, has this assisted suicide thing he's doing, program that Canada has going on. Okay, here we go. Here's the full, I want you to see the full story. Here we go. You you listening? Here's uh, here's the whole here's the whole clip. Okay. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over twelve hundred dollars a month. He doesn't want to die. But being homeless is not an option. I know it. L- l- listen at that, right? Listen to that. He he needs to kill himself because he's what living on a fixed income. He's getting he's getting like disability benefits. Kill yourself, nigga. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Man, we'll just play it back one more game. For it. So he's preparing to have the state kill him. Here it is. Amir Farsood has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I wouldn't survive it anyway. Farsood meets the criteria for made physical suffering due to disability that cannot. Come on. Physical or psychological suffering that cannot be relieved. That's all you need to have to qualify for the medically, medical, medically assisted suicide uh, program. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> say that shit, Mr. Lai. Say it on the say it say it on the line so they can hear you. How long say it will on it the take line now? Like, for him is to there, get it? Is oh. there a long ass list yes. and he at the bottom Check it out. take him a while to uh, <laughs> Check it out. Know, for his number <laughs> yes. call and shit is the way it is. Here you go, Don. They talk about it. Here it is. No, here it is. Here we go. 
Farsood meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that Damn. cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsood's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsood needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't. Jesus. Oh, I should be dead. Oh, yeah, even with the pain, even with the meds. Um, I still want to be here. It's a six months. It's a six month waiting period. But he said he can be on the program in a month. He think he can okay. get in in about a month. So, so they gonna mm-hmm. open up May for poverty. What's up? All right now, because like you said, it's attached to him only being getting disability. So he only living off twelve hundred dollars a month provided by the government, and his apartment just got sold. So now he's going to be homeless. Heal yourself. But but I'm saying most co- people commit suicide just go jump off a fucking bridge. Why why he has no, to go? No, why you want to do it that way? Why you want to? Why would you want to do that when it's a goddamn three D printer that can in your life? safely, harmless. Oh, that's you not, that's probably the way to... Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Larry, that, I mean, that is... Mr. Larry, that fall. is what if it I is. That program put you in the fall. I might just survive that motherfucking fall. I need some <laughs> shit that'll end it. No pain, so, no gain type shit. So, Goddamn fuck that. So I will get on the government list like food stamps. Put me on the go kill myself list. Give me that three D. Oh, that's 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 a, that's that movie. Option. I will die too. I will line the fuck up mm. the moment this shit comes to America. I'm first in fucking line. Poverty so. and slavery is not an option. Yeah, so tell me right. what they got ahead for these people out here. How they what they got ready for the world as it is called the group. Y'all motherfuckers uh-huh. about y'all niggas want that pole and goddamn slavery shit. I fucking can't slit my wrist before I go to slavery mm-hmm. or poverty. Fuck mm-hmm. what you heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny though because it ain't like this nigga uh-huh. that, that nigga has ever been rich and shit and end up in a rooming house. Right after that, this motherfucker right. like. Nigga, you that's always the point, God. You done live Paul that, all the, the way point. to goddamn 49, 50 years the fuck old, bro. That's, that, that's and, the and life. That's, and that's their point. That's the psychological that's, that's the psychological mind fuck. They want, yeah, they want to prepare these people for that shit. Born yeah. Paul, grow up Paul, fuck Paul. That's a lifestyle. Motherfucker, like you rich right. and go sign yourself up now that you Paul as fuck. Yeah. Mm. Nope. That's for the people who are the habitual poor people. Go on and end that. Well, you know niggas ain't finna do no shit like that, goddamn. We love people. We got stories of survival being poor. Right. Good old days. Or are they? We got many stories, bro. You know what I'm saying? We got a big goddamn hamburger story. That was my favorite, too. I used to have syrup sandwich with peanut butter, man. Greatest sandwich ever. Um, Great mayonnaise but, sandwich. <laughs> but is it for those who they want to strip? I don't know. They're going to people who who maybe lived a middle class life and now they pour their life. I'm about to end this shit. But it reminded me of this movie I watched not too long ago called the. Um, it's either called the decision something. I never. I, I remember telling you about it, Don. It was called the choice, the decision. 
or whatever, but the people, a family member kills themselves for you, for the rest of the family to have 20 years worth of rations of food and, and, and shit and, and water and everything, but one person has to base, make the sacrifice to um, kill themselves, who, who, you know, because again, it's overpopulation and they only got so many resources, you know, uh, there's only so much resources, so yeah. Postally, I got I, I got to look back at it and um and um find it. I can't remember the name. It's called the choice, the pack, the something. Yeah. But yeah, man. She's wild. Well, that's one of the other things that they got going on here. Is y'all ready to talk about uh? These uh, drag shows. Oh shit! Let me um, let me log in. The thing drops. Hold on. We're gonna talk about these these drag shows. One second. One second. Let me do this real quick so I can um, log in. This should be good to go. Give me one second. Hopefully, I'm in the mix. Y'all can, you can, you can talk, Mr. Lyle. I'm just trying to I hear him. Since Man. it appears we're falling back into a live show. Today, Megan. Oh, shit. Now, what's going on with that noise? Well, this goddamn calling in. Shit, 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 shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Remix. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Oh, shit. No, no, that's not this one. That was other. That was now. Hold up, man. Now, what the fuck are you doing? Where I had to um, call it, back it, in. It had dropped. It, it had dropped. The, the main one had dropped, so I oh, logged back in. Okay, let me see yeah. if I can refresh because I don't see it. Okay. All okay. right. Um, yeah. Now, I've dropped that link of the goddamn uh, nigga that's born pole and going to die pole. <laughs> Other motherfuckers in the chat room, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's that six minutes. It's actually yeah. on the um, Alex show. It's six yeah. Okay, six minutes. Okay, cool. Here you go, y'all. At six. There you go. Starts at six. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's, it's bullshit, but I'm t- hey, they don't make shit this shit like this for no reason, Mr. Lowry. They they don't have these programs for no reason. They most definitely intend to have people enrolled in this shit. Now what fool will do it? I don't know. I don't know nobody who will volunteer themselves for no shit. Yeah, that, well, that's really just justification. Like Mounted individuals' that's mindset. Okay? <laughs> and, and the, you know, caucus individuals like to off themselves in great numbers when shit gets hard. They don't have any uh, grit, uh, perseverance, and shit like that. It, so I don't know anybody who will go in that chamber like that. But they got the program for a reason. Shit, if you can get people to take MRNA shots, if you can get people to fall for the the mask (laughs) and all that shit, you could pretty Mm -hmm. much get them to fall for anything. I ain't gonna lie to you now. Well, there it is. Like Don said, (laughs) niggas, we don't do shit like that. They uh, we 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 a low amount. That's the problem. That's the problem. But I did see. But I I did see in in uh, reading. They showed a young, beautiful sister, too. If it's, if it's a real story, nonetheless, the op, 
the um, opticals, the optics is crazy. A beautiful sister. Um, like I said, 26-year-old uh, mother, three-year-old daughter. You know, they say she and all this debt and all this shit and walks in front of a train with her daughter. I said, it sounds like, you know, like like it's like a, a psychological ops operation, but um, yeah. But hey, who knows what's happening? This motherfucker's crazy. Girl went on a goddamn trip with her so-called friends, and they beat her ass to death in Mexico. So these motherfuckers are just crazy. Uh. Um, <clears throat> but I want to talk to let's let's do this trans thing. Oh no, hold on. Let me before we get to this trans thing, let me uh, a special announcement by our good friend Charles Schwab. Okay, because you know they did the G20 uh, the other day and um, in that little conference. So, uh, old Klaus, old Klaus Schwab was uh, talking. So, put on your European ears so you can try to translate what he's saying because he has a very, very thick German accent. Want a song about it? I'd like to hear, here you go. Also challenges. We can speak about the multi-crisis, economic, political, social, and ecological, and institutional crisis. But actually, okay, I'm gonna try to turn it up. Hold on one second. All right. Hopefully, y'all can hear this as loud as I can get. Of course. If you look at all the challenges, we can speak about the multi-crisis, the economic, political, social, and ecological, and institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. And this will take some time. And the world would look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Let me um let me translate um as he speaks. This is the head of the uh you know, Klaus Schwab, the head of the uh, World Economic Forum. Let's, I'll read the uh, captions as he speaks. Of course, if you look at all the challenges, we can speak about the multi-crisis. He said if you, um, of course, if we look at all the challenges, we can speak about all the multi-crises that you motherfuckers created, by the way, all the multi-crises all over the planet. Okay, here we go. Economic, political, social, and ecological. And economic, he said economical, political, social, and economical. Institutional crisis. Institutional. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural beast. He said, but what we have to face is a deep, systematic, and structural restructuring, right? What did you say? 
Okay, well, then you said what was he saying. I didn't know if he understood what he's saying. I was letting it play. Let's go. Here we go. Of course, if you look at all the challenges, we can speak about the multi-crisis, the economic, the political, the social, and the ecological, and institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. Say it again. We have to do an economical, ecological restructuring of our world. This will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world, which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. And for these reasons, events like this one, the G20, and so on, are very important to avoid a too great segmentation. If you're managing a large Right. So, he, so you already know that's the ploy to say we got to bring all this shit together. We got to restructure this shit. That's you know that's just another kind of that they that they doing this shit. Only before we go into the transgender shit, we got to talk about the midterms. Can I say something real quick really to that is. shit? Can I say something real oh, quick of to course. that shit? Even mm-hmm. though it's, yeah. it's a whole bunch of fucktards that might have listened to mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Charles Schwab shit, whatever the fuck his name. But basically what they saying is we fucked up, we gonna fuck yeah. it up again, and we gonna keep <laughs> fucking this shit up. These are the motherfuckers yeah. that run the fucking world like we done fucked up. So goddamn yeah. we gotta do some more deep systematic shit. <laughs> systemic shit. You know? Hey well, but everybody but when they say that shit though, the 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 dumb masses mm-hmm. of the world that right. probably heard that shit thinking that they wasn't the ones that fucked it up and they just now coming in brand yeah. new like we just got this bullshit yeah. and so we gonna pull we gonna multipolar the world and we gonna goddamn multi something the world and this that, and the third and get this shit back right since whoever had it before right. us exactly. you, motherfuckers, you been having this shit go ahead <laughs> and it's fucked right. up because they ain't going to even admit that they sorry first. First say, look, we sorry. We all fucked up. We're out of nation. Bill sure. Gates and all them motherfuckers. America, China, Europe, Germany. We're going to leave Russia out of this because right. Russia got their shit together. <laughs> yeah. We did. We've been right. fucking up for 200 goddamn years. First, yeah. let me get that out. Sorry, apologize. But here's what we're going to do now. New multi-systemic shit. The polar systemic <laughs> shit. Multi polar. Multi polar. All that right, shit. Right. Like, yeah. First, admit that it's y'all, because these motherfuckers be thinking these folk be new every time they speak. <laughs> right. Every time they speak, they the say they just inherit the garbage. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's real talk. 
with more of the so, same shit that fucked it up in the first place. That's what makes it amazing. They the same motherfuckers that been fucking this shit up. They the same motherfuckers that yeah, been running yeah. this shit for goddamn, goddamn 200 goddamn years. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And so they seen their grand experiment go fuck. So they said, let's, let's add some of this new shit. Let's take it. Let's get more control of this shit. Let's get more surveillance. They're just this, adding new Let's get words. more centralized. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Check it out. So before break, we head off into break, break yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Let's. I wanna um, I wanna read some of this shit off because, like I said, we just get off of these midterms, right? They just the midterms. Okay. They're still going on because in California they're still counting in some mm-hmm. fucking races apparently. Um, but I want you to not trip off of the words communism, authoritarianism socialism at the moment. I wanted to give you this list of things that occur within a system. And I want, as I read this shit off, I want, this is when I love when y'all participate in the chat because I, I need your participation here. When I read this shit off, I need y'all to say yes or nay, yay or nay, that this shit is either happen or is in motion, or it either happened past tense or present tense? Yes or no? So it either happened in, in the past, it's happening now, or it ain't happened yet, or it ain't happened at all. Okay? So here we go. So like, remember, I want, I want a blank slate. No thinking of the isms, but just the situations. All right? <laughs> all right, here we go. U.S. should accept coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. Why? Well, I need y'all participation. U.S. should should um should accept coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. Boss lady says has happened. Yanchi uh, said no. Uh, Ethereum said it's happening. Don said yes. Okay. Mr. Lowry said yes. Okay. Here we go. That's one. U.S. should be willing to copulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. To copulate. Capulate. U.S. should be willing to capulate in preference to engaging. Capitulate. Ooh, thank you. Is it capitulate? Yes. Ooh, yeah. goddamn, thank you. See, ooh. Surrender. I, I kiss you over the phone. Capitulate. Um, I was going to look it up if I didn't say it right, but Mr. we got Mr. Lowry here. Mm-hmm. The U.S. should be willing to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. Okay. Yes. Young Ty say yes. Stop, Don. Uh, I'd be saying I don't know. So yeah, so the answer is yes, yes. Everybody say yes. Um, they they do. All right, number number three. Develop the illusion that total disarmament by the U.S. would be a demonstration of moral strength, a nuclear freeze, basically. Don says yes. Young T says yes. Mr. Lowry says yes. Twink says no. Okay. Ethereum says yes. 
<laughs> Eric Chagall says yes. Here you go. Number four, permit free trade between all nations, regardless of affiliation, communist affiliation, and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Yes. All right. Young T say yes. Um, Ethereum say, oh, damn, the chat moving too fast. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ms. Danny, what else? Say yes. Okay. Number five, extend long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. Yes. Young T says yes. Tony say nay. What's up? I don't know that new name in there. What's happening with you, uh, WN? Or Don says yes. Uh, what's up, DeBrock? Ethereum says yes. Ah, damn. Okay. What's happening? Good to see you, uh, 4U48. All right. What number am I on? Uh, number six. Provide American aid to all nations regardless of denomination. Young yeah, Ty says yes. Twink says nay. Yes. I be you you don't think it's happening? Don't no, remember now, remember the rules, y'all. The rule is has it happened already? Is it presently happened or hasn't happened at all? Those those are rules. Twink says Don says yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So that that's the rules. It either happened in the past, it's present, or it hasn't happened yet. Okay, cool. Number seven. Grant recognition of China and admission of China to the UN. Y'all better get this right. I'm going to hit you through the, through the screen. Okay. Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, we all know that one. Good. Number eight, set up East and West Germany as separate states in spite of Kustel's promise in 1955 to settle the Germany question by free elections under supervision of the UN. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, good. Ethereum said, not yet. Ethereum said, not yet. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. All right, number nine. Prolong the conferences to ban atomic, uh, atomic tests because the U.S. has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. Young Ty says yes. Ethereum says yes. Okay. Twink says yes. Good, good, good. Number 10, allow all Russian Soviet satellite individuals, wait, allow all Soviet satellites individual representation in the UN. Now think about what, where it says Soviet satellites. So think about Soviet satellites as Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, Slovakia, Ukraine. Okay, so think of that when they say so, uh, uh, Soviet satellites. Well, those are all part of former USSR, right? Okay. Number 11, promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I said, yes, 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 mom, good. Number 12, resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Yeah? No. Don says no. Resist any attempt. Exact. The answer is no. It hasn't happened yet. The people are have not resisted the attempt to outlaw. It's not been outlawed. We have an American Communist Party. <laughs> Literally. Remember that remember that website? <laughs> All right. Number thirteen. Do away with loyalty oaths. Do away with loyalty oaths. Young T says yes. For you, 48 says, happening now. Twink says, um. Young T says, yes. Don says, no. Mm -hmm. Number 14, continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. Answer is no. Yeah, Ethereum says, yes. Young T says, no. Continue to continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. Patents. Patents. Okay. Good, good. Number 15, capture one or both of the political parties in the U.S. Capture one or both political parties in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, happens. <laughs> happened. Yes, yes. Good, good, good. Sixteen. Use technical decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Yes, that's right. Happened, happened. That's right, that's right. Number seventeen. Get control of the schools. Use them as a transmission belt for Socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in the textbook. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Number 18, gain control of all student newspapers. Yes, yes. Right. Number 19, Use students' riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations that are under communist attack. Yes, 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 yes. Happening. Happened and happening, right? It's happened and it's happening, right? All right. Number, what number are we on? 20. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writings, policy-making positions. Good, good, there we go. Gain control of key positions in TV, radio, and the motion pictures. Yes, 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 yes. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. Okay? <laughs> right? Discredit 
all eliminate all good sculptures from parks and buildings, substituting shapeless, awkward, meaningless art forms. All right. Number 24, control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Yes. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and the validation of free speech and free press. Happened. All right, number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and television. Yes, 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 yes. Present, <clears throat> present homosexuality, degeneracy, and, promiscu- and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Number 27, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Right, number 28, eliminate prayer from any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of a separation of church and state. All right. Number 29, we're almost there. We're almost at 30. Two more left, three more left. Number 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate or old-fashioned or out of step with modern needs, right? Yes. That's literally the argument you hear today, and I hate that shit because they push, niggas push it. They got black folks pushing that sentiment right now. It's called the 1619 Project. All right? Founded and headed, spearheaded by a black woman. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Discredit the, the American founding fathers, present them as Selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. All right? Happen, happen, happen. Okay. Number 31. Damn, it's more than that. Ooh. It's four, ooh, my bad. It's 45. We're getting there. Let me hurry up. Let me speed it up. Um, belittle all forms of American culture. Discard the teaching of any type of American history on the ground that it was only minor. Yes. Number 32, support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, and mental health clinics. Right? Number 33, Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. All right. Number, thir- <laughs> Number 34. Damn. <laughs> I hate the social program. That's that AA. The liberals painted that in a lot of niggas' heads. 
anticipate it. They really, really did. Hard, heavy. Made you think that you were not compassionate if you did not have social safety nets, like social programs. It's the truth. It's the truth. No, for real. I used to think like that. No, it's the truth. I'm serious. Like, I used to think like that. That's literally a teaching that they put inside of children, in, in, inside of us in these schoolhouses, that you better um, appreciate and roll with the need to have social programs. For real. I used to think like that. I used to think like that heavily. Like, for real. Here we go. That they made you know they they were taught they were taught to if you did not them if you did not agree with them then you weren't compassionate you weren't a compassionate person if you did not agree with that okay hey we got a whole bunch of shit starters here y'all y'all love that shit all, all, all y'all love that shit okay here we go um thirty four eliminate <laughs> <laughs> Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. All right, let's get back to it. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Happen. Yes, yes, yes. Got it. Number 35, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. <laughs> Right. Number 36, infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. I know Mr. Larry like, yes, right? Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Yes. 38, we almost there. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Hello. Is that not Black Lives Matter whole fucking doctrine in this motherfucker right now? We need more social people to, uh, so shit won't escalate. Fuck the police. <laughs> Get social people. Okay. D- dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Is that not Kanye West? That's for anybody who speak out. We deem you motherfuckers crazy. You might have mental health issues. You say it's a conspiracy. What? Oh, you fucking crazy. You might need some psychiatric attention. (laughs) Man. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Number 41, (laughs) number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from negative influence of parents, attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to support, 
suppressive influence of parents. Do you understand? That's the war. I'm battling that motherfucker right now. You hear me? That want your children, want your children, want our children to believe that we got mental blocks, that we are uh, oppressive and prejudiced and and judging and, and hateful and bigots and shit like that. Cause you ain't with this fucking programming that they got out here. This is how you separate the the children from the parent, the child from the mother. Number 42, create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of American tradition, that students and special interest groups are raised up and make a united force to solve economic, political, and social problems. Ooh, ooh, they've been doing that for a long time. 43, overthrow all colonial government before native populations are ready to self-govern. Hallelujah. Holla at me. Holla back. Holla. Number 44. Internalize, internationalize the Panama Canal. Now, this one, where my history buffs at, because I, I don't know if they've done this yes or no yet. Have they? They have, right? Because, matter of fact, Matter of fact, you damn right, because who tried to um, nationalize the Panama, the Suez Canal and the Panama Canal? Was it uh, uh, Egypt? What was the motherfuckers? Remember that war? What's the man that they assassinated, the, the, the brother? <sighs> and they started a four-day war after that with the Jewish people. Sadat. He wanted to uh, nationalize the Suez Canal and shit. They went to war over that shit. Killed him over that. Okay. Number 45. Repeal the Connolly Reservation so the U.S. cannot prevent the world court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. It ain't it, it ain't there just yet, but it pretty much is. You got the UN right there in New York. The new the the UN hub is right there in New York. And do not do they not all stand before the United Nations and give speeches about what we they should do, right? Well, my friends. Do you know what those forty those forty five situations come from? Do you know where those forty five situations where where that came from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it came from it came from a book written in nineteen sixty three that these were the goals of the communists party. If they did these these 45 things, those were your indications that the country had been hijacked. America is, is no longer America, having been for a long time. Those were the 45 goals 
that they wanted to see pop off in this country to seize control of it, to then subjugate her residents, her, her you know, residents in America. Those were the 45 goals. So we just said yes to what, maybe 43 of the 45? I think the only one we said is that they have not dismantled the FBI, even though they need to get rid of parts of that motherfucker for real, for real, and the CIA. <laughs> right? This was written in 1963, y'all. Way before many of us were even a thought in our daddy's nutsack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, man. So, there it is, man. Mission accomplished around this bitch. Come on in here, Mr. Lyra. Let's get ready to talk about these midterms, man. I wanted to I wanted to do that real quick. About the forty five goals. Man, that was a long ass listen. <laughs> yeah. That was a long ass listen shit right there, man. Yes. What book did that come out of again? Um, it came from the forty five communist goals. It was actually um, written by a congressman named Albert Herlong Jr. Happened to be from okay. Florida. Isn't that something? 1963. Okay. Well, Florida is really the capital of freedom in America. <laughs> it's, been, like, it's been that since the 60s. No, but um, there it is, man. So that's what it is. <laughs> I'd be saying not really. <laughs> Okay, I can believe that. It's nothing a hundred percent, right? I be I, I I can rock with that. Ain't nothing a hundred percent. But yeah. So cold blooded. that was cold. Um so let's talk about these midterms, man. Get okay. into it. All right, so y'all, so y'all know what's happening, right? <laughs> so y'all know what's happening with these midterms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, what is the? Uh, they stole the Senate. I mean, let's just call. They stole a lot of this shit. Let's just call it what it is, man. This goes back to the beginning of this um, emergency authorization act. How they were able to change voting processes, okay? And and more importantly, like I said, when it comes to this voting, if we want to say presidents are elected and selected, I'll give us that on the on the presidential side. But these little congressional races and shit, they actually do fuck around with the vote count, and they actually do count these little <laughs> these little you know, precincts and shit like this, right, mm-hmm. on the lower levels. They stole a lot of shit. They they just did. And like I said, and it's made because of how they internally restructure how the voting process, right, period. This is what they did. So they have the ability to always have all these ballots come in because um, you got not did you just mail in was the shit? Remember, it it only used to be what uh, absentee, right? It was either you was an right. absentee ballot or you voted in person, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the only two ways to vote? Yeah. Okay. So now, so so when this COVID shit popped off, they 
they switched it up and they were able to get away with it because usually you need two-thirds of your state senate to be able to pass and change uh, voting laws. But because of the Emergency Authorization Act, they could bypass all that shit. So they were able to implement mail-in voting. No matter what, they really rigged this shit in, in a way that they always try, for the most part, always have control in, in, of the Congress, of the purse. You know what I'm saying? But here we go. Republicans, and particularly a lot of Trump people, were able to win a lot of these races, flip a lot of congressional U.S. Uh, House races, and particularly in New York. Shout out to New York. And uh, then a lot, like Mr. Lowry said, in, in California. So like I said, there's a lot of rural space in New York and in California. For as populated as both of these states are, outside of the urban, I, I'm going to keep saying this shit until I'm blue in the face. I need y'all to visualize that. Outside of the urban places, California and New York are rural and conservative. Okay? Period. They just are. So, they was able to flip a lot of tables, or flip a lot of tables, flip a lot of uh, races. So now... Republicans got control of the House, which gives them subpoena power, right? Gives them committee chairmanships. So my, 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 my thing for you, Mr. Lowry, now we're about to see if Trump and his squad is real. And what I mean by that, are they really about to expose the bullshit? Are they going to go for the fucking jugular and and uh, do these fucking hearings and really go for the fucking ghost to, to expose the bullshit? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? You got the chick from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You got Matt Gates. You got Jim Jordan. Are these motherfuckers just actors who are can continue to play the movie, or are they really trying to save this motherfucker from going down with the rest of the world? Because, like I say, America really got to fall to her fucking knees in a serious fucking way, unlike anything this country has experienced, for them to really do the hat trick. And pull it all off. So, is they going? What you what you think? What, what you got on it? Uh, yes or no? But they they're only going to be able to go so far with it because uh, mm-hmm. the well runs deep, and the well runs deep. So mm-hmm. uh, they're only going to be able to go but so far with it. Let, let, let's see how it goes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be able to tell on our end because they'll start making up all this bullshit in society, so they'll just start a bunch of bullshit. Once the bullshit mm-hmm. starts, then you know some serious things are going down. You know, that's seeing the powerful course, right? You know, every time mm-hmm. a cover gets pulled and all of a sudden, you know, a grocery store or something gets shot up, and that becomes mm-hmm. a new narrative. Right. So we'll yeah. be able to tell by the pressure they're putting on us you know, from a, a, what do you mean a by society that? What do you mean by standpoint. That? Uh, what do you mean by that? I mean, because that's, that's, that's par for course. Like uh, in mm-hmm. 2000, I think Don brought up 2006. Somebody brought it up. 
But in 2016, mm-hmm. when the man won office, in mm-hmm. order to 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 deflect from that, then we got the pink pussy hats and the shit just took off to the next level. Like we never mm-hmm. before seen with all these movements, these protests, these false narratives, these false flags. When those things mm-hmm. start to happen, then you know somebody over in that House of Representatives is doing something. <laughs> <clears throat> because, you know, that's just uh, the the M.O. Um, in the immediate, you uh, said let's see so, how it goes, because go so it's going to force Biden out. So see, see, Biden is going to have to now start uh, dictating. Well, he's already been dictating it, but he's been running it undercover. See, everybody don't listen to WGAG, and Everybody ain't me and you catching these executive orders the moment they hit the press. Right. right. Most of that Very stuff true. is going unnoticed. Right. People are like running into it on the back end. Right. They're running right. into it. Like the uh, tech thing that was, he gave that a year ago. We're just now yes. running into the tech thing now. So it, it's going to force him out, out of the clock. He can't do nothing. He's effectively a lame duck. Let's stop. Why everybody playing kids with him, right? His ass is a fucking lame duck. He can't do shit. So if they can just keep it there, can't do shit, let's get to a presidential election because, see, everything get bust wide open, right? People become very vulnerable during those presidential elections. Forget the elections, just... The how it moves, the campaign, and and the shit is flying everywhere. A lot of stuff comes out. All right. So if they can just hold this man at bay until all hell break loose, um, Trump will force the issue on Congress because, uh, judging from his speech, I suspect he's going to be coming with some hard-hitting goddamn platform issues. Right. Like uh, last night, he said part of his platform is we're going to rescind those mandates. Then we're going to restore everybody who lost their jobs because of the mandates and back Mm -hmm. pay. See, that's a heavy issue that's going to cause people to come out of the closet, either run for cover pick a side or mm-hmm. something because see that's the one issue nobody want to deal with so if trump keep coming with those type of issues the house is going to be forced to do something the the the, the, the thing of it is though they get to see all that shit right mm-hmm. like like man i've been in my thing for so many years right i i think i was president for like 17 straight years <clears throat> pretty much burnt the fuck out, came out from four, then went back in. When I went back in after four years, I now have the financials for all that shit they was doing while I was away. I could see the book. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I could see where the money yeah. is going, right? Uh-huh. And now, now multiply that by 8,000. So Jim Jordan didn't right. get to see the book that 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 uh, Maxine was hiding. They right. get to see the That's book that, that Nancy was That's hiding. That's what I'm saying, man. So it's the, the information they now have access to that is really got folks alarmed. 
And when we're folks get along, they start I, I showing up in your house and shit, right? So like, right. like I, that's all I'm saying. I need to see that. I need to see how. I need to see them. I need to. I need to see them be some real G's right right around now. That's what I want to see. I want to see what's gonna happen. I want to see when they get to the. Uh, they gotta. They gotta do these hearings. And well, that's what you're I mean, saying. That's, that's the game that so the mass media is gonna play. To the mass media, right? It's lame that they're gonna try to push it through from here on to January third. But check when it. they get sworn. Right, but understand this is the narrative that the media is going to play up until they change it up. You understand what I'm saying? Until the, mm-hmm. the <laughs> Congress changes, media is going to repeatedly say that. The other side does not want to legislate; they want to investigate. That's going to be the yes. that's going to be the theme. They don't want to help y'all. They don't want to pass nothing. They just want to investigate and create a show, even though they've done it for the last four years. But that's here not there. You know, white people can okay. be stupid sometimes. Now, if not all the time, because mm-hmm. I would simply say, "Hell yeah, we want to investigate." <laughs> that's what the fuck you. Be, that's what they've been doing. They wasn't uh, legislating. They was up there playing Perry Mason <laughs> for four years. <laughs> we, we, we got a, every other goddamn month. We got the Congress hey. session of the year on TV, <laughs> right? So hell yeah, that's what we're going to investigate your asses. <laughs> All right, so be on the lookout for that. We're gonna have so much to to talk about y'all in in the coming weeks and months when it comes up into this, and see who gets to sit on what committee chair. I'm looking to see will Marjorie Taylor get a fucking uh, seat head of a committee seat chair and shit. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But anyway, I want to get to this the drag this drag shit. I want to play these clips. I'm gonna play this this little piece here. I, this is very interesting. I want to share this with the family. Um, so here we go. Yes, unfortunately, another white boy. The white boys be putting in that research. <laughs> the white boys be taking their time. Okay. Okay. Hey, I I wish niggas did the work. I wish more niggas would do, do this work. If I could see some um, a melanin nigga who 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 doing it, do show me the direction. Show me where that nigga at, and I will gladly play his information. I, I would love it. Niggas be waiting for King Farrell. Who's <laughs> that nigga name? King Farrell, the nigga who beat his fucking bitch up. All right, here we go. I'm about to. Okay, okay here we go. Well, again, you're encouraged to be on VR. You're encouraged to have the brain chip, right? to be transhuman, and they try to use biological technology as a technological uh, fountain of youth for them to live forever, all right? And that's why this transgender agenda is so big, because it's not about transgender, it's about transhuman, and you no longer associating with nature, your biology, the idea of a god, all right? That's what this is really about. And because of that, I want to play... My uh, presentation, my From Transgender to Transhuman presentation over at the Reawaken America Tour a couple weeks ago. Clay Clark doing a great job over there and actually has one uh, tomorrow over in Branson, Missouri. I'm not going to be there, but so many other great speakers are. So let's just get to this. From Transgender to Transhuman. 
In past presentations here, I've talked about Elon Musk being a front for the military-industrial complex and the transhumanist agenda. I've talked about the spiritual aspect of this, and although I'm going to talk about those briefly, what I want to discuss with you is how the transgender movement is really about transhumanism. And to show you that, I want you to take a look at this book. And this is a real book by the most powerful transgender person on the planet. It was written in 2011, and it is from transgender to transhuman. And in the very beginning, they discuss billions of sexes. They say that your biological sex is, in fact, an accident, and labeling somebody a boy or a girl at birth will be viewed as being labeled white or black in South African apartheid. This is written by a person named Martin Rothblatt. Martin Rothblatt also wrote the books in the late 90s, Unzip Jeans, where they advocate for no longer having natural childbirth and instead having to license your children to be genetically created. Or the book in 2015, Virtually Human, The Promise and Peril of Digital Immortality. And the symbol that you see in the middle is actually the symbol for this person's religion that they started called Terrasim. It cannot be overstated. This is supposedly the most well-paid woman CEO in the world. This is the person that started Sirius XM Radio. This is the person behind United Therapeutics. And Martine is in the middle uh, with wife Bina, who has been replicated as an android robot in this religion. Now, also the CEO of United Therapeutics, because transhumanism is really two different things. They want us to merge with the machines and use this technology to enslave humanity, while the wealthy utilize this technology to try to biologically stay alive forever. Now, the next clip's gonna be the longest one. It's about three minutes long, but I want you to meet Martine Rothblatt at a conference called Transformers, put on by Jeff Bezos, The Washington Post, and the good people at Lockheed Martin is also the recipient of this year's Billie Jean King Leadership Initiative Award, which is devoted to LBGT issues and puts her in an interesting issue because she has a company or part of a company that's based in North Carolina, which, as you know right now, she might get arrested for going to the bathroom uh, if the governor had anything to do about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Martine Rothblatt. Martine, one of the basic concepts that you're interested in is not just improving life, but it's actually immortality. They were all going to live forever. And Martine, I uh, might mention, has founded a religion, as one does, uh, known as, <laughs> as terrorism. It's uh, based on transhumanism. And you have the idea that we're not just going to live a long time, but we're all going to live forever. Tell us your concept of immortality and how that actually would work. Thanks, Neely. It's a, it's a great pleasure to be here. Um, the idea is, is one that has been percolating up from lots of people in the information technology industry for a while. Um, perhaps uh, Ray Kurzweil, who um, is a um, prolific inventor, is, is best known for the idea 
that as our abilities in the information processing industry, uh, computer software, storage of more and more of our thoughts and our, our ideas outside of our body. Let's just stop it right there because we've got about 90 seconds left in this Was this the part where they talk about the um? Hold on a second. Where they get you um? Final segment. Showing you this fucking um. That these uh, digital uh, doppelgangers are are in fact cyber conscious. Um, then they'll begin to acquire these sorts of rights and protections. That. Uh, so as you can see, hold on. Fears and feelings. And at that doppelgangers of ourselves that are stored in now, guys, Don, I saw you, um, hold on, so Don, I saw, um, one of your pages the, the other day and saw what it was, uh, wanted to 25 year old people to, uh, lend their face and their voices into these robots, right? into these robots. This is this is what they um asking people to do, paying them over two hundred thousand dollars for their likeness. Right? That's what that's what I saw. This is what that shim right here that we're watching talk about. This was in two thousand and eleven. Right? But she was calling them doppelgangers. Right? So the doppelganger is going to be a robotic. He's going to be a ro- ro- robotic. Your doppelganger. Okay. Here we go. Easier, uh, more automatic, uh, less expensive that um, ultimately we're going to have sort of digital doppelgangers of ourselves that are stored um, in the cloud and are able to present themselves to any manner of devices. And that as um, thousands and thousands of uh, software coders and hackers and people in the maker movement work to make the software that runs these digital doppelgangers ever more lifelike, ever more human-like, there'll come sort of a tipping point when people begin to claim that these digital doppelgangers have achieved what we call consciousness, um, an ability to have a sense of themselves, hopes, fears, and feelings. And at that point, I think the um, activity will move to the legal arena as to whether or not these digital doppelgangers really are conscious, really do have an independent legal identity, and kind of the trend of progressive uh, thinking is once there's a scientific consensus, um, and in this case it would be the science of psychology, that being the science of the mind, that these uh, digital uh, doppelgangers are, are in fact cyber conscious, um, then they'll begin to acquire these sorts of rights and protections that... Uh, so as you can see, after there's a scientific consensus, because we all should trust the science, they will be conscious. They will have rights. And at that same conference, you have this individual here who's already gone through transhuman surgery. And immediately, they talk about the transgender movement 
and how these type of surgeries were done in the 50s and 60s underground, just like the transhuman experiments are being done now. ...that humans don't have. So we are in a stage in history that we can actually design what species we want to be. I consider myself a trans species because I'm adding senses and organs that other species have. And you can add many, many more senses that other species have and organs that other species have. You hear what just, you hear what just cracker just said? You hear what just cracker, just, just, just cracker right here? They said this one got a plant already in his head. This 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 guy here, Neil Harbison, already has a chip in his head. He was saying that we are going to, they, he said we are going to be given um, animal um, organs, animal organs and senses. So it's this movie I was watching the other day, man. I kind of fell asleep on it. But they they were doing shit like this is where the humans were growing organs that people had never seen before. They were calling it the evolution of humans, like you know, uh, you know how they say the Anunnaki jump started us and gave us all this intelligence and shit like that. They're trying to rep they're replicating that through. This this process here. It was it's a movie on it. It was weird though. It was it was just it was weird as fuck. I kind of fell asleep on. It. I was watching it in here. Um, I was watching it in here one night by myself. Um, let's listen. Here we go. Let me go back. Can I say something real quick? Um, to, uh, can I say something? I just want to put on record. Maybe those fake ass eleven million immigrants. Uh, this shit right here. <laughs> Them doppel. Androids, yeah, androids. Mm, they already got them already in warehouses, stored the fuck up, and already created Neutronoids in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Androids and androids and robotoids and humanoids. So, yeah, they probably got them already in some fucking U.S. warehouse, which is probably another reason mm-hmm. why... Um, Walmart is using their stores for uh, housing. You know what I'm saying? Stores, they got yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of shit, man. So hey, that might hey, what well, Cliff? Cliff, you here? You still alive? Yeah, that shit there it might be that 11 million immigrants is fucking all robots. Don't forget that all this killer robot. You gonna have to take their neck off their shoulders. That's how he got the number. The exact kill the red. Gone. Kill the red bat that's blowing. Yeah. Step on it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. Fire these sorts of rights and protections that. Uh... So, as you can see, after there's a scientific consensus, because we all should trust the science, they will be conscious. They will have rights. And at that same conference, you have this individual here who's already gone through transhuman surgery. And immediately they talk about the transgender movement and how these type of surgeries were done in the 50s and 60s underground, just like the transhuman experiments are being done now. That humans don't have. So we are in a stage in history that we can actually design what species we want to be. I consider myself a trans species because I'm adding senses and organs that other species have. And you can add many, many more senses that other species have and organs that other species have. And we'll start seeing this in the 20s because it's now growing. It's happening underground. There's already 
many surgeons that are willing to do the surgery anonymously in the same way that in the 50s and 60s, transgender operations were being done a bit underground. Now cyborg surgeries are being done a bit underground, but in the end, bioethical committees will also accept the, the cyborg surgeries should be allowed for everyone that wants to extend their perception of reality, at least to the level of other species. And that's where we see this going. Now, it's being promoted by the World Health Organization and the UN that are now telling you there is a multitude of genders. This is not just to sexualize your children. This is to end the idea of God and nature and actual biology. Okay, and the person best known for this is Ray Kurzweil which Martin Rafa is a disciple of. Behind me, you will see the books The Age of Spiritual Machines, which we'll show Kurzweil talking about. The Singularity is Near. And then the cover story, Can Google Defeat Death? Well, Ray Kurzweil has been trying for over a decade with Google with their immortality division, Calico. And guess what? Ray Kurzweil also has a female alter ego. Who is Ramona? Well, this is a, a project that started a number of years ago. Uh, she's a female, uh, she's my female alter ego, and we'll have virtual bodies in these virtual reality environments, particularly when it's through the nervous system. When we have uh, nanobots in our brains that can shut down the signals coming from our real senses, replace them with the signals that your brain would be receiving if you were in the virtual environment, then it'll feel like you're in that virtual environment. Your body doesn't have to be the same body that you have in real reality. A couple could become each other, for example. And so, and so I wanted to demonstrate how you could do that. Well, virtual reality, you can be who you want to be. And you can be where you want to be and with whom you want to be. In virtual reality, you can be someone else. You don't have to be the same boring person all the time. I mean, you all have these personalities inside you that don't quite fit with your bodies in real reality. So basically, most people just, like, kill them all off. Some people don't actually keep any of their personalities, which reminds me of some of my old boyfriends, but that's another story. Mr. Kurzweil. So this is actually a serious project. So it is a serious project, and he is hoping, and this is back in 2006, that Ramona will be the first to pass the Turing test, and that's the test where you can no longer tell whether you're dealing with an AI robot or an actual human being. Here Kurzweil discusses the age of spiritual machines all the way back in 1999, where he admits that these things may not be conscious, but these entities that we create will convince us that they are conscious, and they will get rights themselves. So we're not gonna throw our mind file away just because the hardware crashes or as we go to the next very personal computer to embody our, our bodies and our brains, uh, we'll copy them and we'll retain that, that information. Uh, there's a little fly in the ointment from my perspective, which is just because there's this entity that thinks it's Ray Kurzweil because he has, a, he has that memory, uh, that snapshot of all the memories and knowledge that, that I've accumulated over the last several decades that have been on this planet. Uh, I'm still, the old Ray Kurzweil, which is me, is still here in my carbon cell-based brain. And so my consciousness hasn't really been transferred over to this new entity. Uh, in fact, you could have. So that whole shit is the shows that we watched a, a couple of years ago, Upload 
and Black Mirror. Right? If you, if y'all niggas, if y'all ain't seen Black Mirror, please go see watch that shit. I know y'all have have seen it by now. Right? The one where the black men are in this reality fucking each other. One of them is like an Asian bitch or something like that. And these men have full on families and shit outside of that. Married in the whole thing, but they're fucking each other in in this virtual world. That was the wildest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen a lot of wild shit in my 43 years. I haven't seen, that was the first, I, I haven't seen nothing that wild on a screen. It, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, whoa. <laughs> like, that's wild. That's wild. Why would you watch it? What you talking about? Why wouldn't you, motherfucker? What are you talking about? Is you going to get aroused by it or something? Like, is, like, why wouldn't you watch it? Now, the reality of it is, is that Black Mirror baited us in to watch different episodes and, of course, couldn't wait till they drop another one, and that's what they dropped. So that is to put in the minds of to what? black homosexuality. Yeah, I was watching Black Mirror for goddamn damn near three ep- three seasons, and that shit wasn't on there. We waiting, and that's the last one they left there for motherfuckers to be stuck. Yeah, on. right. So that's that the one you is, told me to watch. Is, I ain't never watched it at all. Right, I'm gonna tell so him. I'm saying you the goddamn watch, but for IB, it's all right for him to make that statement. Like, why the fuck would I watch oh. that shit? Yeah. Because that shit caught me off guard, though, but I said, damn, this shit here, um, that that ain't what I expected. Because they don't tell you shit. You just click on the next goddamn episode, and that's just what the fuck you going to get. Right. Like, they yeah, they were not going to say two niggas in the VR world fucking the fuck <laughs> on the description <laughs> and shit. <laughs> right. I just thought you was like, this is just family and You was like, watch that shit. Why would the fuck would I watch that shit? We already, yeah, 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 yeah. But that shit there threw me the fuck off. Like, what the fuck? You shouldn't get aroused, by Like, it's a fucking. No, you don't want to watch it as a motherfucking as a man. You don't want to. I mean, now that you know, like if you, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like I be, I'm just standing up for I be. Like he got a good point. Good yeah. thing to mention it. Yeah. I guess don't you gonna watch upload or just give it a. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. No, no, up the whole that whole. It. That whole episode, now, let's just be real about this shit for real. Just say, goddamn, you're right. Why would I even tell, like, the majority right, of these right. niggas to right. watch that shit when it's some goddamn sick-ass shit in that episode? But that's yeah, the heads I up, though. We all, I get it, yes. Yeah, that's I, I'm the thinking about. I'm thinking about everybody got psychic self-defense, but I understand. No, nah, I don't know, but I don't know, we got, yeah, I, we got psychic self-defense, but I don't know about to watch that shit, that's why you'll give me hands up if it's a bunch of homosexuality and a goddamn good-ass money-making movie. Yeah. You'd be like, I just gotta tell you, though, it's some homo shit in that motherfucker, thank you. Yeah. Just yes. hands yes. up, like, goddamn. Yeah. It is a lot. 
I, I will definitely always put the disclaimer anytime I see any of that shit on. No doubt. So, but that's what he's talking about <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> As it should be. Oh, man. But, hey, it's here. I mean, matter of fact, when did a game uh, called, um, I remember you telling us about the, the second life thing, the second life, and um, I guess that was like an introduction to it, uh, the video game. But now that shit is here in full force, even, even bigger, even bigger, and even greater. Because what's his name? Mr. Facebook, Mr. Meta, just came out with a new version of his headphones or his opticals. What they call that shit? Oculus. They've already upgraded the Oculus. So this one's a little bit more expensive. 400 some shit like that. But like it's like four hundred bucks. That, that shit fifteen hundred damn dollars. People were tripping on it. I was oh, reading the comments about three weeks ago when Meta verse dra- when Meta dropped the goddamn Oculus, this one. It was like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And they okay. were uh, the okay. comments, bunch of crackers and shit. But they were complaining about the one they got that was expensive and how the battery don't last long and shit. They want to stay in that bullshit and the battery dies. <laughs> On the fucking wow. oxygen. Yeah. Got to charge it back one up. Person, hey, one person I know we got is, is uh, one of our folks, uh, Michael Johnson. He be in that shit. This nigga be posting it on, on his Facebook. I was like, they got you, my man. He be playing that shit. He's serious with it, too. He, he be like, I can just be in here for hours. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. They not even, damn, um, remember that nigga used to post his workout shit while he at the gym. We don't see mm. none of that. That nigga in the fucking VI stuck in the damn mm, chair, mm. body just withering. What you call it now? Mm. Mediocre life? Yeah, mediocre life. You live in a mediocre ass. Just, yeah, yeah. While you sitting there, what is it? Ready Player One. That's that's the that's the prototype for them. Well, at least People they standing like up that. and shit. They can't sit down on Ready Player One. <laughs> right. But remember, remember how they lived? They lived in those containers that they the people that they. Put out there is uh That's probably what they gonna put all them motherfuckers in since they can't occupy no damn house no more. All they gotta do put them all in the right. fucking container in that VR world. House going all to right shit. Now. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> is working. Yeah. Nobody working. That's the real shit, and that's that real shit. You already got them. The universal basic basic income is already being piloted again, as that word piloted around the the country, in many parts. They're doing the CBD coin shit. So there you go. You're literally already player one. Go give your coins where you can go sit in VR all day while you do nothing all day. Your creativity goes to shit. Your ability to get shit done withers away, and you're just. Merely existing for whatever other thing. That's 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 the way. Yeah, they selling it to all the motherfuckers who basically, uh, hell, Brian Panda Man gonna end up in that shit, so he could be something better. Get plenty of pussy in the megaverse. You can be whoever you want, right? <laughs> right, you can be whatever. 
You can be whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. You can fuck whoever you want in that metaverse, and you're going to feel it, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you're going to feel it. You're going to bust on yourself. You'll get the implant. Yep, you'll get the implant. And so it's going to take all over your central nervous system, and you're going to be able to not be able to dis- distinguish physical reality from that. So you can be able to feel it, the, the, the sensations, all that shit. The, the, the cracker man just told you, just stay whole thing with the plants. You want to be able to switch off your nervous system and be able to switch on that shit inside the VR. Like, again, it will be sold as a medical condi- a medical uh, miracles. You know what I'm saying? You to know, help people um, who can't Tony, walk and shit. Tony said um, that any nigga out here with a felon, mm-hmm. with a felony, um, if they are in the metaverse with a weapon, like they avatar got a gun, they get locked mm-hmm. up for that shit. That shit plays out mm-hmm. in the real world. He said that shit. Niggas getting locked up. Getting guns in the metaverse and shit, they getting locked up. The popos come and lock their ass up because they not supposed to even have. That means they are making that shit real, real. Really? Whatever you do in that motherfucker. Well, yeah. Shit. Yeah. The 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 creators of that man that look like a woman said that they gonna have rights. They gonna have and rights. And and no, they go. That nigga going to jail. Is it? They're right, right, right. getting busted, but let me say this as well. When the metaverse first jumped off, right, I saw an article where this white woman said she was in the metaverse and she got raped by five fucking men and she wanted them punished for that shit. She was raped. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. So, like I said, Tony said that if mm. if a nigga is playing in that metaverse, and of course you can get mm-hmm. guns and get anything in the metaverse, that is against the fucking law for them to have a fucking gun if they're felon out here. Wow. So they are locking That's up wild. niggas playing goddamn meta guns in the metaverse <clears throat> and locking them up for violation. Oh. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. But, well, um, so yeah. So if if, if if so if if five niggas rape a fucking white bitch in the metaverse, they go to jail out here. Mm. Okay. But they were wow. five white guys that that you know bitch came in the metaverse started looking fine that a motherfucking got raped, and she <laughs> said that she felt every fucking bit of that shit. That's what she said. She well, she already every- got she, she got the impl- she got the implant already. Now, obviously, it's 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 a VR, so you gonna feel some you gonna mm-hmm. feel whatever. She said she felt that shit. That was her said. I guess so, right? If she you got the head shit, it, it should go through your optical nerves, right? It'll Absolutely. Go through the optical nerves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she said yeah. she felt all that shit, and she want them prosecuted oh, wow. for that shit. Well, it is, y'all. Yeah, old bar. Well, that's the show for tonight, y'all. I don't know. I, let's see how much of a list shit is left. Scan <laughs> my brain while I was sleeping and go and create this copy. I wouldn't even necessarily know about it. I'll just probably end up jealous of this guy because he'll share my ambitions and dreams, but he'll be in a much better position than I am to fulfill them. So basically he's saying, yes, they're going to copy consciousness 
but it's not really going to be alive. Doesn't matter because they want to get rid of carbon-based life. Another thing Kurzweil talked about. We're going to skip over a couple of these because of time. They are them. And right here, this is the other aspect of transhumanism. So instead of merging with machines, using biology, xenotransplantation, to live forever, and this is Jared Kushner discussing this. Friend, and, and then finally, I think that from uh, you know, the last year, the one thing I've tried to put a priority on since I left the White House was you know, getting some exercise in. I think that there's a, a good probability that my generation is hopefully with the advances in science, either you know, the, the, the first generation to live forever or the last generation that's gonna die. And so uh, we need to keep ourselves in, in pretty good shape. So while that occurs, they are now grooming us all to go into the metaverse this virtual universe pumped by the World Economic Forum. And they will continue to pump this because they want societal value and governance in this virtual world to disassociate you from your biological reality. What you're looking at here is a future strategic warfare document from NASA. Hey, y'all. This right here. That bio-nano era will begin in 2020. Check this out. I have that document, and we're going to be reading from this document for the next couple weeks. I'm going to put it in the chat for y'all right here. Please keep this right here. Okay? This shit here. This is a real document that was... um that they got through the Freedom of Information Act. I'm going to put it on my screen here. This is a real NASA document research paper headed by the Department of Justice, the National Institute of Health, um, DARPA, which is a, a, a branch uh, of the um, military, whatever. Yeah. So uh, the Department of Defense and Research Development, and we're going to go over this. It's 113 pages. They wrote this in 2007 to be executed fully by 2030. Okay? And it was written in 2007. So right before Mr. Obama took over. So just know that. Look at the name of the – here's the name of the document. The bots – Borgs and humans welcome you to 2025 AD. All right. So we're gonna be we're gonna talk about all this stuff going in. The it really is another it's another example of how they're going to transform the world and how they're gonna get people to adhere to all this ever changing shit that they got going on. Humans have taken over and vastly shortened evolution on the planet. They're going to talk about, there it is. So you see, this is their thinking. How have humans shortened evolution? Well, they say by the planet it's because of global warming, pollution, and deforesting, right? Um, of the human species, um, genomic design and repair. That goes to that last bill that um, me and Mr. Uh, Mr. Lowry went over uh, right before these midterms where they said,